Recording started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host with the mostest, the infamous JD, coming to you live. It is Monday, June the 12th, 2023, ladies and gentlemen, 6 12 2023, ladies and gentlemen. The time is 3.13 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, and of course, we have a lot to talk about this afternoon. one 605 caller ID one three eight seven four four pounds You can join us right now until after the 5 o'clock hour. We're expecting a plethora of guests today, including the King and Queen of Madness, King N.W. George Smith, the Black Michelle Lindodds, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the JML Experience, Big IQ, Jeff Tears, the Rush Ron, the Rush Right, the 
Soul Man, Justin Lewis, Fleming, of course, the Loose Can, Shaquille Colsifus, as we said, the King Club, Smith Patel, we joined us, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and of course, many, many more joining us. Well, let's tell you what we got cooking here this afternoon on Raw Radio. As you know, of course, Monday Night Raw tonight is in Wichita, Kansas, ladies and gentlemen, near the campus of Wichita State University. And already three matches have been announced for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, including a qualifying match for Money in the Bank as the Bro Man. Yes, the Bro Man. Matt Riddle, ladies and gentlemen, will be joining us, Howard, tonight, Howard, as he takes on Damian Priest, who last week, along with... Uh, Seth Rollins fought a hellacious match, ladies and gentlemen, in Hartford, Connecticut, however, and came up just a little bit short, however, in, uh, let's just say, the victory against Seth freaking Rollins. But tonight, however, Priest has a chance to qualify for Money in the Bank and kick in the door, so to speak, however, if you will, as he takes on the bro man, Matt Riddle. In addition to that, after what happened on Miz TV last week involving the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and the A-list of the Miz, Howard, Cody Rhodes is looking to make Miz's night not so pleasant and ride all over him, no pun intended, as he basically hopes to bury him down into the mat, if you will, and we'll see what happens there tonight, but who knows, we might see Rhea Ripley, of course, the women's champion, and her love-struck uh, little slave boy, Dum Dum, Dominic Mysterio, if you will, coming up tonight, especially after what happened last week when Dom Maria decided to put the bad mouth to the American Nightmare. Also tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we got a tag team match. Sammy and KO. Yes, the tag team champions, however, will be in battle against the longest-term IC champion now for the past year, Gunther. Yes, Gunther, the Australian angry man, of course, along with his friend Ludwig Kaiser, his top lieutenant, will be in a tag team non-title matchup tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here in Wichita. In addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the NBA Finals are going on tonight. The Miami Heat, who have been melted the last two nights, however, by the Denver Nuggets, including the of course, the other night in Miami, how now could find themselves having their season come to an end as the Nuggets could melt the heat once and for all and capture their first NBA championship tonight in Game 5 in the Mile High City of Denver. The question is, will they do so, and can they do so? We'll find out when they jump up around 8.30 p.m. at the Ball Center, formerly the Pepsi Center, coming up later on tonight. Meanwhile, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, the Las Vegas Golden Knights Tower, who survived a scare on Saturday night in what was a wild ending to Game 4 of the Stanley Cup playoffs, if you will, have a chance to wrap up the Stanley Cup at home at the T-Mobile Center, ladies and gentlemen, in Sin City tomorrow night, as they take on the Florida Panthers. They were up three games to one in that series after winning a thrilling game that was very very exciting on Saturday night. Meanwhile, some other news to report, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, AEW Collision will begin this week in Chicago. Tickets are still pretty much on sale for the moment, but you can try to get your tickets before Saturday in what will be an exciting show. Of course, next week, AEW Dynamite will be in Chicago at the Windmark Arena. Tickets are almost sold out for that show. But as far as Saturday night show at the United Center, folks, it is going to be a wild show this Saturday night. Among the matches you will see, it will be... Samoa Joe teaming up with Juice Robinson and Jay White. Switchblade Jay White, the Bullet Club Gold, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, the former ROH TV champion taking on the return of CM Punk. Yes, CM Punk will be returning for the first time since last fall since he got injured. And his good friends, Dax and Cash, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, FTR. That promised to be very interesting. Now, this Wednesday, Dynamite will be in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., at the Capital One Arena. Tickets are already sold out for that show. And among the matches, you will see Adam Cole, Bebe taking on MJF. Tony Storm will put her title against Sky Blue. As Tony Storm found out last week, Sky Blue won a fatal four-way in Colorado Springs on Rampage. 
And in a six-person tag that has been boiling over over the last several months, how it continues to get heated by the week, how it will be the Young Bucks and the Cowboy, Hangman, Adam Page, taking on the BCC of the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castanoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler, Utah. Plus, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Darby Allen will be teaming up with Sting, his good friend, and, of course, Orange Cassidy, taking on the Gates of Agony, a.k.a. Of course, uh, the Mongol affiliates, of course, none other than Khan himself, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Brian Cage, the Beast, of course, and his friend Swerve Strickland coming up this Wednesday night as well. Anyway, folks, it promises to be a crazy week of action. We'll talk more about that here in the hour. And, of course, also we'll give you our early thoughts about Money in the Bank, folks. That is coming up in just a few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, from the U.K. And already after what happened last Friday night, of course, in Des Moines, Iowa, including a surprise return, ladies and gentlemen, of a former women's champion who was out for almost two months but now basically walked her way back into the company and demanded a championship match against the newly won women's champion, Asuka. We'll share our thoughts about that here this afternoon. But in the meantime, right now, we are now going to go down to Trinity, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, where our good friend, Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, has our birthdays and dates. And when we come back, folks, we'll start to talk about what is going to be very interesting this week as we head into Forbidden Door and also Money in the Bank in just a few weeks' time. But also we'll weigh in our thoughts with Money in the Bank, however, who we think will win, and also we'll tell you what our thoughts are as far as the debut of Collision coming up this Saturday in Chicago. So right now, let's go down to Trinity, North Carolina, and talk to the man wearing the Carolina blue apron and, of course, the Carolina blue hat, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chad Hinshaw. Good afternoon, of course, everyone. Good afternoon to you, of course, as well, GD. I know, ladies and gentlemen, you most of the time know me as being as being the one that does the introductions, but... Uh, of course, uh, as uh, was stated, of course, during this past week in the radio network here, folks, I have been, of course, a little. I've had several uh, health situations and all that, but I'm just trying to take it a little bit easy uh, as of right now. So, once, so forgive me, like I said here, if we, uh, if uh, like I said, if things do pop up, of course, a little bit slow down here from WCWSHQ, but. But we are here, but I am here, of course, and I will do my very, very best to continue, of course, our outstanding tradition. And, of course, my, uh, once again, my internal uh, gratitude to, of course, uh, JD for working along, working alongside me under these, of course, circumstances. <clears throat> now, let's go to, of course, this past Saturday, June the 10th in your wrestling history, and here we go. <clears throat> June 10th, 1983, for the first time in 631 days, the NWA World Heavyweight title changed hands when Harley Race defeated Ric Flair in a two-out-of-three falls match in St. Louis. Harley Race scored two falls, while Ric Flair only scored one. June 10th, 1996, Scott Hall unveiled his big surprise on WCW Monday Nitro when Kevin Nash made his return to the promotion of course, as you know, he previously worked for WCW as various outlandish characters, such as Vinny Vegas and Oz. Nash had left for the WWF in 1993 and found significant stardom as Diesel. His return alongside Scott Hall kicked off the historic NWO angle that ran for over four years on and off. June 10, 2002, Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out of WWE. The stars before Raw was due to go live from Atlanta. On the show, he was booked to face and lose to Brock Lesnar for the first time ever. 
Austin was enraged that WWE would give away such a potentially historic match on Raw, and this capped many months of frustration with his booking in the company and his physical condition. Austin would not appear for WWE again until February of 2003. June 10, 2005, a special hardcore homecoming took place at the original ECW Arena in Philadelphia. The event was organized as something of a counterpoint to WWE's ECW One Night Stand that would take place in New York City the following day. Primarily, primarily put together by former ECW World Champion Shane Douglas and TNA's Jeremy Borash, the event utilized many of the performers not booked for WWE's event, but also some that actually were. The main event was a throwback to one of ECW's most famous bouts and saw Sabu defeat Shane Douglas and Terry Funk in a no-ropes barbed wire three-way dance. June 10, 2008, going by the name Tiffany, WWE Diva Search 2007 finalist Taryn Terrell made her proper WWE TV debut on ECW on Sci-Fi as the assistant to general manager Teddy Long. June 10, 2012, TNA's Slammiversary took place at College Park Center in Arlington, Texas. Two titles changed hands on this night. Brooke Tessmacher defeated Gail Kim to win the knockouts title, and a team of AJ Styles and Kurt Angle defeated Bad Influence, who was Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. In the main event, Bobby Roode retained the TNA World Heavyweight title over Sting. And also, June 10th, 2019, on an episode of Raw from the SAP Center in San Jose, California, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins lost their Raw Tag Team titles to the Revival, of course, we would now know him as FTR, Dash Wilder, and Scott Dawson, in a triple threat match that also included the Usos. And two birthdays from this past Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first off, of course, Saturday was the, give me just a second here, This, I'll make sure that I have this right. Yes, that is correct. Uh, this past Saturday was the, uh, let's see, yeah, 29th birthday of, current impact knockouts champion Deanna Perrazzo and also it was the let's see make sure I have this right yes the 35th birthday of CJ Banks so this past Saturday of course was a birthday like I said for both Deanna Perrazzo and CJ Banks here of course on Saturday now of course ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and switch it back up to Pittsburgh where of course the Iceman does have the pop culture for June the 10th. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Ted, yes, happy birthday goes out, of course, to former actress and singer Judy Garland, who was known as Frances Gom, ladies and gentlemen, at one point. She was also starred in movies such as Meet Me in St. Louis, of course, The Stars Born with James Mason, of course, the famous movie of them all, The Wizard of Oz, in 1939 at the age of 16. Happy birthday, of course, also goes out to actress and model Elizabeth Hurley, who, of course, was known as Nancy Kensington Star, of course, uh, uh, Vanessa Kensington in the Austin Powers series, however, in the first one, however, with Mike Myers, Mimi Rogers, and of course Michael York, who also started in the movie, of course, as you know, with uh, other people in the movie that included in the series, Heather Graham as Felicity Shagwell, and of course uh, Michael Caine, who was of course the father of uh, Mike Myers' character, Austin Powers, Nigel Powers, in the third series in Goldmember. Happy birthday to psychic and extraordinaire Teresa Caputo, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating a birthday and today. Uh, born in 1967. Happy birthday to actress and, of course, a uh, famous model who started in the movie, of course, Showgirls in 1995, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Gina Grishon, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating a birthday this past Saturday. 
also celebrating his birthday Saturday. Happy birthday goes out, of course, to uh, uh, figure skating uh, unique uh, figure Howard Taylor Lipinski celebrating a birthday this past week. Happy birthday, of course, to blues uh, singer Howling Wolf, who was born in 1910. Also, actress singing Triple Horn, ladies and gentlemen, celebrated a birthday this past week, of course, born in 1963. Happy birthday to her. Also on Saturday, happy birthday goes out, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to, of course, DJ Qualls, who, of course, started in the movie, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Road Trip, of course, and The New Guy, which also started Eddie Griffin and Zoe de Chanel, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a while back. Also celebrating a birthday on Saturday, happy birthday goes out to a couple other people. We'll talk about that very quickly here. Uh, we'll let you know about that very quickly. Prince Philip, who would have been celebrating a birthday born 1921, of course, Kate Upton, turning 31 this past week. Happy birthday to her. Also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, believe it, Sasha Obama, the daughter of pre- former President Barack Obama, turned 22 this past week. Happy birthday to her. Also, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating a birthday this past week. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, we just mentioned her, turning 58. Uh, Gina Grosson is 61. Looks pretty good for 61. And Bill Burr, comedian, ladies and gentlemen, turning 55, ladies and gentlemen. Now, movies that came out in the state, of course, included, ladies and gentlemen, The Conjuring 2, released in 2016, Jurassic World Domain, Dominion, released in 2022. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring uh, Brad Pitt, of course, and Angelina Jolie and Vince Vaughn, released in 2005. Also, The A-Team, however, was released in 2011, ladies and gentlemen. I believe this was the remake, however, or no, this was a different A-Team. This was a song. Sorry, my fault, not this. TV movie, the remake movie and the original TV show. Uh, Roger Moore, of course, started with Maude Adams, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in the James Bond thriller action movie Octopussy, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, uh, that came out in 1983 on the state. Also, ladies and gentlemen, some other stuff came out on the state, including Call My Name, however, Carly Rae Jespin, I believe, was released in 2012 on the state. And uh, we'll tell you about the sports in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. But before we do, we want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is where you can check out the AW action that is sitting near you in the coming weeks ahead. Coming up a week from Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be in Toronto. It's Coastal Bank Arena for Forbidden Door, AEW New Japan 2, Electric Boogaloo, and also Collision. Tickets are still on sale for that. Coming up in Hamilton, the home of King of Euro, Dorothy Smith, second one at the First Ontario Center, Wednesday, June 28th. We'll be live there. And also the next night for a very special Collision show there. Be sure to get your tickets now for that show. July 5th in Edmonton, Howard, the day after the 4th of July, Rogers Place, the home of Connor McDavid and the Oilers. July 8th, Virginia, Saskatoon at the Brand Center, ladies and gentlemen. And July 10th and 12th and 15th, ladies and gentlemen, at the Saskatoon Center in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, ladies and gentlemen, however, of course, tickets are still on sale for all those shows. Plus, these shows went on sale this past Friday. Coming up July 19th, we'll be returning to Boston for the first time at the TD Garden, no longer at the Aganis Arena on the campus of Boston U. Also, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday, tickets will go on sale for these upcoming shows, ladies and gentlemen. July 21st at the Cure Arena of Death Before Dishonor. Ring of Honor will be doing a very special show there on that Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, on July 21st at 7 p.m. July 22nd, the next night, stay in New, New Jersey and go to Newark, however, for Collision, as they will be live with Collision there. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this coming Friday, of course, tickets will go on sale for these upcoming events. July 26th, all of New York, the MVP Arena. July 29th, Hartford, Connecticut, the XL Center. August 2nd, ladies and gentlemen. Tampa, Florida, at the Yingling Center. August 5th, the Bond Secure Wellness Arena in Greenville, South Carolina. August 9th, the Nationwide Arena on the campus near the Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio. And August 12th, ladies and gentlemen, they've already went on sale, ladies and gentlemen, for Greensboro at the legendary Greensboro Coliseum. But again, tickets go on sale this week for these shows coming up, Howard, in Boston, Trenton, Newark, Albany, Tampa, Hartford, Greenville, Columbus, and yes, dare I say, ladies and gentlemen, also believe it or not, in Regina and Saskatoon. So you want to get your tickets soon for these upcoming events that will be coming to you live 
very, very soon. Now, as far as uh, the sports states go, let's tell you what happened on the state on June 10th. In 1890 on the state, the Preakness Stakes is run outside Baltimore Morris Park in New York for the first time. The race is then suspended for three years and resumes at the Brooklyn Jockey Club's race and course from 1894 through 1908. In 1932 on the state, Gene Sarazen, however, led wire-to-wire when the British Open by five shots ahead of McDonald Smith at Prince's Golf Club in Sandwich, England, just off the uh, Kent Coast, however, or the English Coast, near the English Channel. Saracen would finish with a tournament record of 283. On this date in 1950, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very unique story. 16 months after a near-fatal car accident almost ended his life and golf career, Ben Hogan shockingly won the U.S. Open at Marion Golf Club just outside of Philadelphia, however, in the city of Ardmore, PA. Hogan would be Lord Magrum, Lord Fazio, in an 18-hole playoff hour and would hit a famous one-iron shot on the 18th green to clinch the match, if you will. This comes less than a year and a half after he was involved in a very serious wreck, however, that left his life and career in shambles. As a result, he returned, however, in early 1950, and the 50s began, and told his wife at the time, Valerie, how he wasn't sure if he could play golf no more. But he toughed it out somehow, some way, however, and did pretty well at the Masters earlier in the year. It was two months later, however, not even a month later, however, that two months later, excuse me, it was two months later, I meant to say, not a month later, I said a month later, I meant to say two months later, that he shocked everyone when he came back, however, and basically wowed everyone with his skill and cunning, however, as he won the U.S. Open. He did not play in the Masters, unfortunately, that year, but he was a guest, however, nevertheless, and did play in the Masters, unfortunately, the next year. On this day in 1989, Wayne Gretzky of the LA Kings is named the NHL's MVP, Howard winning the Hart Trophy for a record ninth time. In 1995, trainer D. Wayne Lucas won a record five straight Triple Crown races as Thunder Colts took the Belmont Stakes. Lucas was the first trainer to win the Triple Crown races with two different horses. His Timber Country also won the Preakness, Howard, the previous month. One year later, in 1996, Patrick Wall would make 63 saves before UA Croup would score four and a half minutes into the third overtime to give the Avalanche a victory against the Panthers at Miami Arena, one nothing in a four-game sweep of the Stanley Cup Final, giving the Avalanche the trophy. In 2010, Howard, Southern California, ladies and gentlemen, Howard was placed on four years probation and received a two-year bull ban and a sharp off loss football scholarships. The NCAA cited a lack of control, however, of institutional control in USC, as they found that Reggie Bush, identified as a former football student-athlete, was ineligible beginning at least by December of 2004. The NCAA also ordered USC to vacate every victory in which Bush participated while ineligible. UCLA would lose over 30 scholarships over a three-year period, 10 annually, from 2011 to 13. And in 2018, Rafael Nadal would win a record-extending 11th championship at Roland Garros in Paris by beating Dominic Thiem 6-4-6-3-6-2. Nadal would become the second player in tennis history to win 11 singles titles of any Grand Slam tournament after Margaret Court, who had claimed 11 Aussie Open titles. So there you go, folks, some history there to let you know. Now let's go back to uh, Chad, of course, who has uh, birthdays and dates, or let's just say, uh, yes, our birthdays and dates, and then I will have you with the pop culture and everything, as well as some uh, entertainment stuff power for June 11 yesterday. So let's turn it over to him once again. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Eric Course here, J.D. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will still post this. I know I said we were going, I was going to post this on our page on this WCWS on this date yesterday. My apologies if I did not get it on there, but I will get it on there, of course, this afternoon, which is, of course, yesterday's. Uh, wrestling history because I have that available, of course, right here. So let's go ahead and uh, bring you, of course, yesterday's here for June the 11th. June 11th, 1879, in Boston, Massachusetts, Henry M. Defer defeated James Owens to win the American Collar and Elbow title. 
June 11, 1993, at the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Show in Knoxville, Tennessee, Tracy Smothers defeated the Dirty White Boy to win the vacant SMW heavyweight title. <clears throat> June 11, 1998, IWA Mid-South was in Louisville, Kentucky. Mike Sensation defeated both Blaze and Harry Palmer in a three-way dance, three-way match to become the IWA Mid-South Light Heavyweight Champion. By the way, he did have uh, siblings, Howard did Harry Palmer, they named Sticky, Mary, and Rosie, by the way, in case anyone likes yeah. that. There you go. <laughs> Not too bad, J.D. Um, June 11th, 2000, WCW's Great American Bash was held in Baltimore in front of 7,031 fans. And this is what took place on that show. We got a lot of matches here for this particular show. So let's go ahead and bring it here, too. Uh, first off, Lieutenant Loco, who was, of course, Chavo Guerrero, defeated the Disco Inferno to retain the Cruiserweight title after interference from Corporal Cajun who I do believe his other persona was, of course, Lash LaRue, if I'm not too much mistaken. Yes, the Raging Cajun, yes. The Chronic, who was Brian Adams and Brian Clark, defeated the Mamelukes, Big Vito, and Johnny the Bull, making Chronic the number one contenders for the WCW Tag Team titles. Mike Awesome defeated DDP in an ambulance match. G.I. Bro, who was, of course, Booker T, defeated Sean Stasiak in a boot cap match, which was also known as the Last Man Standing match. The franchise Shane Douglas defeated the wall in a best of five tables match where the first person to go through at least a total of three tables loses. Scott Steiner defeated his brother Rick and also Tank Abbott by submission in a handicap asylum match to retain the WCW United States title. Hulk Hogan defeated Billy Kidman to earn a WCW World Heavyweight title match with Horace Hogan as a special guest referee. Had Hogan lost... He would have been forced to retire. Ric Flair defeated his son, David, following interference from both Reed and Ashley, who, of course, we now know as Charlotte. Of course, had Ric Flair lost, he would have been forced to retire as well. Vampiro defeated Sting in a human torch match where the aim was to set your opponent on fire. And also, Jeff Jarrett defeated Kevin Nash to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title with Ernest DeCat Miller, a special get, a special referee, Jarrett got the pin after Goldberg, of course, it was a very rare occasion, Goldberg turned heel and hit Nash with the spear, which I think that was not really a smart move to make a guy like Goldberg. Now, a lot of people to this day said, and the thing was, everyone thought going into that bash, if you recall, that there was going to be some sort of surprise, like a big-name wrestler jumping federations or a big-name uh, like uh, announcement. Hey, what's up? be a big letdown. And join us now from Indianapolis as we say good afternoon to him. Is the Soul Man Justin Lusami. Justin, welcome. We're just going over the birthdays and dates from the last few days, including days. So sit tight. We'll get to you in just a few minutes. But yes, getting back to what I was saying about uh, Goldberg, of course. Uh, it's funny you mentioned last week, of course, WWE Sin Treasures featured his story with some of his gear. Last night, they featured some of one of the greatest heels of all, one of the greatest heels of all time, the Hot Scott Roddy Piper. And in fact, his star, Teal Piper, was on, however, Blue. And if you guys get a chance to watch that and go back and watch that episode, I implore you to check it out. It's definitely interesting. I saw a clip of that, too, I think, when Nick Foley got a chance to look at some of that stuff, including, I think, the infamous backpipes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the bagpipes, his old WrestleMania 2 robe. He looked at the chain that, of course, we all know, of course, one of the brutalest matches Piper ever had in his career was back in 1983 on Thanksgiving night in your neck of the woods, Chad, as we all know. That famous uh, first arcade, of course, with Greg Amber Valentine in the dog collar blood fest. 
that was him and Greg the Hammer Valentine. And it's funny, those guys actually arrived at the same time. Not only did that there, they also left shortly thereafter to go to WWE, as we recall, in early 84, and arrived almost just about the same time with one another, believe it or not. Hmm, very interesting. Okay. And, of course, I can't wait to – I'm going to try to find that find episode here and see what, of course, what Piper's daughter actually decides – she wants to do with her father's possession. It's it you'll it, it's very unique. I will say that. And as we said tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out Dark Side of the Wing. The Grams will be featured, of Eddie and his uh, son Mike. Uh, Florida uh, wrestling back in the seventies and eighties, a very unique time. Guys uh, that made their impact in Florida included guys, including Jack Briscoe, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan for a brief time. However. Uh, Hiro Matsuda, of course, Lex Luger, among others. But the Grams involving Mike and his dad, Eddie, uh, this is very troubling. And this is very, uh, just to say, controversial, if you want to call it, however. And it was uh, very unique. And be sure to check that out, of course, tomorrow night on the Vice Channel at 10 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, next week they will feature Maniac Matt Bourne, his father, Tuck Tony Bourne, who's wrestled Don Owens territory of Portland Wrestling. Of course, uh, the Maniac was also known at one time as the Lumberjack Big Josh. He was also known to everyone as Doink the Clown, but he also had some skeletons in his closet. Now, last week, they did talk about one of the guys who had a unique birthday yesterday, which we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. And this one was a pretty good documentary, unlike the first one, which was involving Chris Candido and, of course, his girlfriend, Tammy Lensich, a.k.a. Funny. Nevertheless, like I said, those are the next two episodes you will see on Dark Side of the Ring tomorrow night and next Tuesday night. Be sure to check that out. Thank you very much for J.D. Now we get back to this. June 11, 2003, at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, A.J. Styles defeated Jeff Jarrett and Raven in a three-way dance to win the NWA World Heavyweight title for the very first time. Uh, we have, of course, let me see here, uh, three moments from, this, from June 11, 2005. So listen very carefully. First moment here. The APW Gym Wars, G-Y-M Wars, was held in Hayward, California. In the main event of the show, Kafu, uh, which there's um, <clears throat> some independent wrestlers here, folks, defeated Nate Rules to become the new APW Universal Heavyweight Champion. Second moment, of course, on the same date, multiple titles changed hands at IWA Mid-South, something to prove in Philadelphia. Josh Ambercrombie, of course, without the Fitch, defeated Delirious for the IWAMS light heavyweight title. Mickey Knuckles defeated Allison Danger and Miss Chief in a three-way dance for the IWA Mid-South women's title. And then later in the show, Sal and Vito Tomaselli outlasted five other teams in a six-way elimination tag team tables match to become the IWA Mid-South tag team champions. And also a third moment, uh, at CZW's Violet by Design, Sensitized, crap, I had trouble saying this yesterday, folks, forgive me, Synthesizer? Synthesizer? Sen well, it's it, it's that word, but it's got the ED on the end of it. Synthesized. Uh, thank you. Euphoria. Uh, Mike Quackenbush won a three-way match against B-Boy and Sabian to win the CZW Junior Heavyweight title. My apologies, and thank you, J.D., for pronounce, helping me pronounce that. On this date in 2006, WWE presented ECW's One Night Stand at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City with 2,460 fans at ringside. This was the first official revival of the ECW brand since the bankruptcy of the company in early 2001. 
The event was a sequel to the hugely successful original the year before and was followed days later by the revival of ECW as a third WWE weekly brand. Of course, as J.D. and I and others have said, the watered-down version. It also marked the first time that RVD won a world championship-level title in his wrestling career. Here's, of course, what happened. Taz defeated Jerry Lawler in just 35 seconds by making Lawler pass out to the Taz mission. Taz then actually joined the commentary table for the remainder of the show. How convenient was that, right? There you go. Kurt Angle defeated Randy Orton by submission with the ankle lock. The FBI, Little Guido, and Tony, Tony Mamaluke defeated Tajiri and Super Crazy with Guido getting the pin on Tajiri. Rey Mysterio fought Sabu. Where's my pizza, by the way? Mm. Who wants a pizza? Is anybody hungry? Does anybody want a pizza? Yeah, there it sounds good. <laughs> Rey Mysterio fought Sabu to a no contest. And hey, I love pizza. Uh, we all do. There you go. Rey Mysterio fought Sabu to a no contest in an extreme rules match for the world heavyweight title. The ending came about when Sabu DDT Mysterio threw a table injuring both men and ringside doc doctors called for the end of the match. Mick Foley, Edge, and Lita defeated Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, and Beulah McGillicuddy in an intergender extreme rules tag team match after Edge hit Beulah with a spear and got the pin. Now, that's kind of, mm, okay. Uh, Balls Mahoney defeated Masato Tanaka. And RVD defeated John Cena in an Extreme Rules match to win the WWE title. Edge interfered towards the end of the match, hitting Cena with a spear and then knocking out the referee. Van Dam then hit Cena with a five-star frog splash. And Paul Heyman ran out to count the pin. How convenient, as they used to say, right? Uh <clears throat> June 11, 2007, on an episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, uh, of course, aired it was called Mr. McMahon Appreciation Night. The night was conceived as a way of cheering up McMahon after losing the ECW title to Bobby Lashley. At the end of the show, McMahon was seen walking to his limo, getting inside, and then the limo exploded. After Raw went off the, went off the air, WWE.com reported that McMahon had died. But the next day, a press release was announced making it obvious that it was a storyline, which did anger a lot of people. I'm sure probably some of us right yes, here. I remember that. And also, but however, the angle was canceled a couple of weeks later due to the very real, which of course is what they're calling it right now, Chris Benoit murder suicide tragedy. Now, I, before I go any further, here let me let me as I stated this many many times. That while, like I said, we all have our own different thoughts and opinions about that situation, I still consider it an unsolvable situation because it's still being talked about 16 years after it has happened. So, I, like I said, there have been rumors, there's been speculation as to what has gone on. Some say one thing, some say the other. We all value everybody's thoughts and opinions on it. But the thing about it is, that's all we can say at this point. Because my personal opinion, I think it's still kind of an open, kind of an open case, in my personal opinion. But let's just keep it at that and not say any more about it. And I'm sure even these guys right here would definitely agree with that statement. There you go. That's my little uh that's my little 
thing right there about that. June 11, 2009, at the FCW TV tapings in Tampa, Tyler Rex, who is now, of course, a woman, and I, we're not kidding there. I believe he was the one that did the sex change, I think it was. Was it? Yes, he was. I think it was. Did defeat Drew McIntyre to win the FCW Florida Heavyweight title. Also, June 11, 2011, CZW Prelude to Violence 2 was held in Philadelphia. AR Fox won the CZW Wired TV title after beating Drew Gulak. June 11, 2014, Ohio Valley Wrestling's television taping was in Louisville, Kentucky. And on the show, Adam Revolver defeated Melvin Maximus by submission to become the new OVW television champion. Uh, two, uh, June 11, 2016, NEW Big Bethany Bash was held at the NEW Arena in Bethany, Connecticut. On the show, Jimmy Preston and Mark Sherman became the new NEW Tag Team Champions after defeating Anthony and Chris Battle. Also, the same day, Andy Harner, won the PWS Suicidal Six Suicidal Six Way title in Sayreville, New Jersey, after outlasting Brent Brett. I'm trying to best pronounce his last name. Gakia. That's the best way I can pronounce it. CJ Esparza, David Starr, Fasad, and Tony Deppin in a six way match. Hmm. Uh, June 11, 2017, day one of AJPW's Dynamite Series was held in Tokyo. The bodyguard and Zeus defeated Kai and Kingo Mashimo to become the new AGW World Tag Team Champions. Uh, let's see. On the, also the same day, New Japan's Dominion was held in Osaka. Various titles did change hands on this show, including the following. The Young Bucks won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles from Beretta and Rocky Romero. Tamatonga and Tangaloa defeated Hanson and Raymond Rowe, who I believe we now know as the Viking Raiders, for the the IWGP World Tag Team titles. Kushida defeated Hiromu Takahashi for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Hiroshi Tanahashi became the new IWGP Intercontinental Champion after pinning Tetsuya Naido, and the main event, Kazuchika Okada retained the IWGP World Heavyweight title against Kenny Omega when they fought to a 60-minute time limit draw. They Meltzer rated this match 6.25 stars out of 5, making it... It was a great match. If anyone's seen that before, you want to talk about great Iron Man matches, this is right up there. And speaking of Okada and speaking of NJPW, we do understand that last week these two matches have been announced and will be signed for Forbidden Door coming up a week from Sunday, however, ladies and gentlemen, that's a week from Sunday after Father's Day in Toronto. It will be Okada versus Daniel Bryan. And yes, a rematch of sorts for the IWGP title. It will be the current champion, Kenny Omega, putting his title on the line against the man he won it from in a questionable way earlier this year, thanks to Don Callis, who now has, of course, Kenosuke Takeshita in his camp. And let's just say, kissing his backside, if you know what I mean, folks. That being said, of course, it will be Omega Osprey 2 coming up in Toronto two weeks from Sunday in Toronto. Be sure to check that out. Plus, more matches will be announced, I'm sure, this week on Dynamite as well as Rampage Tower, live from the nation's capital, and also possibly on Collision this Saturday in Chicago at the United Center. And also, uh, thank you very much, J.D. As I said, Dave Meltzer rated this match 6.25 stars out of 5, making it at the time the greatest professional wrestling match in history. 
Obviously, of course. It was. It was great. You definitely, ch- you guys have to check it out. It's a great match. I mean, you talk about your Steamboat Savages, your Flair's Steamboats, your Hogan's Andres. This is way, way, way better than this. And trust me, you'll see what I mean. Like you said, you went 45 minutes to almost an hour with this. These guys tore it down that day. Oh, I would. Um, unbelievable indeed. Uh, and we'll, we'll definitely try to hunt that down. We'll try to place it in our New Japan page, of course, as well. If we could try to find that match. Um, yesterday, of course, we had three birthdays. Let's go ahead and bring those here, too. Yesterday, of course, uh, current AEW female wrestler Hikaru Shida okay, turned 35 uh, years old yesterday. Also, of course, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 give me just a second. Uh, see, yeah. Uh, Mascarita Sagrada turned 58 yesterday. And also, of course, Mike Enos, who, of course, we also knew as Blake Beverly of the Beverly Brothers during the WWF days, yesterday turned 60 years old. So happy birthday yesterday to Ikara Shida, Mascarita Sagrada, and Mike Enos, of course, or like I said, or like I said, also better known as Blake Beverly. So no matter how you slice it, there you have it right there. And I will still, of course, ladies and gentlemen, post yesterday's wrestling history on our page, WCWS, on this date. It will give it be on there today. My apologies for that delay. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to back to JD in Pittsburgh with the pop culture for yesterday, June the 11th. Also, we'd like to wish out happy birthday, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to Magnum T.A., who turned 64 yesterday, of course. Terry Allen, as you know, of course, was involved in a very serious car wreck in 1986 that left him paralyzed, however, and his career over because of this tragedy. However, if you, of course, if you, like you said earlier, if, if you did not see Dark Side of the Ring last week on Vice Channel, be sure to check that out or try to watch it somewhere soon. If you have the Vice Channel, let me know what you all think about that. He turned 64 yesterday. Also, happy birthday goes out to, of course, Johnny Candy. The brother of Chris Candido, who turned 41 yesterday. And yesterday, sad to say, almost nine years ago, ladies and gentlemen, we did not mention this, and I don't know if Chad forgot to mention it or not, but I'll mention it here loud, ladies and gentlemen. I should say, eight years ago, we lost the American dream, if you will, Dusty Rhodes, at the age of 69 on this date in 2015. Uh, some birthdays yesterday to point out. Happy birthday, of course, goes out to actress uh, Adrian Barbeau, ladies and gentlemen, formerly of the movie The Fog, of course, which starred Jean Lee Curtis, and also Janet Lee, the mother of uh, uh, Jean Lee Curtis, who, of course, was known for her role as, um, well, I can't remember, I think here, uh, Norma Crane. Yes, Norma Crane, ladies and gentlemen, in the Psycho movie, ladies and gentlemen, however, or Marie Crane, uh, or Marie Crane. I think that's what it was. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, she was celebrating her birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, of course, to Joe Montana, football superstar, ladies and gentlemen, born in 1956. Happy birthday, of course, to Peter Bergman, better known for his role as Jack, ladies and gentlemen, on the TV show The Young and the Restless. Shia LaBeouf celebrating her birthday yesterday, born in 1986. Happy birthday to Peter Dinklage of Game of Thrones. Dr. Mehmet Oz, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating her birthday, former presidential candidate yesterday, also celebrating her birthday. Jackass superstar Ryan Dunn would have been celebrating her birthday yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, born in 1977. Happy birthday also goes out to actor and funny man Gene Wilder, ladies and gentlemen, who was celebrating the birthday yesterday. And, of course, I celebrated his birthday yesterday by watching a couple of his famous fics, including Stir Crazy and also uh, the very funny movie, however, Blazing Sounds as the Waco Kid. Also, happy birthday goes out to Dr. House himself, Hugh Laurie, born 1959. Also, Chad Everett, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating the birthday yesterday. Jacques Cousteau, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating the birthday, ladies and gentlemen, born in 1910. 
Also, former football coach and legendary figure Vince Lombardi, named after the Vince Lombardi Trophy, was born in 1913. Happy birthday to him. Also celebrating the birthday yesterday. Let's take a look here. We'll take a look here and see if we see any more. Okay, we do not. Let's see here. We're going to take a look here very quickly, as we said. Let's see here. Like I said, Shia LaBeouf turned 37 yesterday. Happy birthday to him. Gene Wilder, of course, was born in 1933. Of course, he made his film debut in 1967, ladies and gentlemen, with the movie Bonnie and Clyde, which started Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway and Gene Hackman. He would come out the following year, however, with a very unique musical comedy, of course, to producers with Zero Mostel, ladies and gentlemen. But his most famous roles came in the 70s, including movies like Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Silver Streak, and others. Happy birthday, of course, goes out to Joe Montana, turned 67, you Laurie, 64 yesterday, Dr. House, and one of the greatest football players of all time. But my neck was just about a half hour south of Pittsburgh in Mongahela, Pennsylvania. Went to Notre Dame, of course, went to the San Francisco 49ers and won four Super Bowls with them. Peter Dinklage, of course, ladies and gentlemen, who started in the movie, of course, the British version of Death at the Funeral, and also, of course, Game of Thrones, celebrating his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to him, turning 54. Also celebrating his birthday yesterday, Ryan Dunn, of course, was born in 1977. Joshua Jackson, TV actor, was uh, birthday yesterday, turning 45. And also Dr. Oz, former presidential candidate, ladies and gentlemen, who, of course, as we all know, went on his fanny, let's just say, celebrating a birthday yesterday, turning 63. So happy birthday to all of them. On this date in history, Jurassic Park, of course, ladies and gentlemen, came in 1993, of course, starring Jeff Goldblum. Karate Kid, starring Jackie Chan, ladies and gentlemen, of course, and the son of Will Smith, was released on this day in 2010. 16 Pregnant, starring our own Chad Hinshaw, was released on this day in 2009. Also, Grease 2, starring Michelle Pfeiffer, was released in 1982. Garfield was released on this day in 2004. Napoleon Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen, starring John Hader, ladies and gentlemen, however, was released on this day in 2004. I had a chance to watch that movie earlier this morning. Speaking of Austin Powers, we mentioned it earlier, The Spy Who Shagged Me, The Spy Who Shagged Him, indeed, was released on this day in 1999. Also, The Chronicles of Reddick, starring Vin Diesel, was released in 2004. Also, uh, Papa Don't Preach, I believe this was my mom, Madonna. Yes, it was Madonna's hit. It was released on this day in 1986, ladies and gentlemen. Also, ladies and gentlemen, some other things that came out on the state, ladies and gentlemen, included, ladies and gentlemen, Grease 2, sorry, Michelle Pfeiffer, which was not a big hit, as we all know, how at least I thought it wasn't a big hit, it was released on the state. E.T., ladies and gentlemen, sorry, Drew Barrymore, was also released on that same day. And probably one of the funnest high school comedies of all time, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, sorry, Matthew Broderick, of course, along with Jennifer Grey, Charlie Sheen, and yes, a very young, sexy Mia Sarah Hauer, and also, of course, with his best friend, Alan Rock, of course, better known as Cam, however, if you will, was released on the state in 1986, directed by the late, great John Hughes. A very funny teenage comedy there. Now, as far as uh, sports goes, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you about the sports things that happen here on the state in history. Did you mention Jurassic Park? Right now. I did mention Jurassic Park. Yes, I did, Justin. Yes. It was released on the state in 1993. Now, here's what happened on the state, ladies and gentlemen, on June 11. In 1919, Walter Hagen would win the U.S. Open with a launch shot victory over Michael Brady. Nope. That is not the Michael Bray we're thinking of, the Brave Bunch, Robert Reed we're thinking of. In 1977, Seattle Slew, win by Gene Kruget, would run wire-to-wire -wire in the Belmont for a four-lane victory over Dusty Run, run Dusty Run in the Triple Crown. In 1982, Larry Holmes would stop Jerry Cooney in the 13th round for the WBC World Title in Las Vegas. Two years later, in 1984, the Boston Red Celtics would beat the Lakers 101-102 to win Game 7 in their 15th NBA title. In 1990, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, Nolan Ryan will pitch the 6-0-hitter, Howard, of his career as the Texas Rangers beat the A's of Oakland 5-0. Ryan will become the first pitcher to no-hitters for three teams in the oldest to throw one. Four years later, in 2000, or excuse me, 1994, 
For the first time in 11 years, however, the U.S. will lose in the Women's World Basketball Championships. Guards Ertenica and Paula will combine, however, the 61 points in Brazil with the defending champs in the semifinals, 110-107. In 2006, Savory Park would be Kari Webber, the first playoff hole to win the LPGA Championship. Park would atone for a three-shot bogey on the 18th hole in regulation that set up the playoff. That same day, Rafael Nadal, of course, would win his second consecutive French Open, beating Roger Federer in four sets, if you will, as Nadal was born bid for a fourth consecutive Korean Slam Howard Championship and extended his record Clayton Horney, winning three to 60 matches. In 2012, of course, Nadal would make place again, ladies and gentlemen, his seventh French Open title, returning to Roland Garros to defeat Novik Djokovic, 6-4-6-3-2-6-7-5. It is his 11th Grand Slam title, tying him on the all-time list with Rod Laver and Bjorn Borg, who won six French Open titles, however. And in 2012, ladies on the LA Kings will win their first NHL championship, defeating the Devils in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals, 6-1. And in 2017, ladies on Rafael Nadal held win his record 10th consecutive French Open by dominating 2015 champion Stan W, 6-2, 6-3, in the final. No other man or woman has won 10 championships at the same major in the Open era, which began in 1968. Again, that took place in 2017. Now let's go back to Chad, of course, who has our birthdays and dates for today, June the 12th, as I have to step aside for a few minutes, as I'll be right back. So, Chad, go right ahead. Thank you very oh. much. Thank you very much, Sherry. Uh, before, before I get to that, um, I think, uh, Justin, if you want to say something quickly before I go ahead and take care of it. Yeah, Jay, you've got a little piece of uh, sports history you've got mentioned about, about the game two of the uh, NBA, 1993 NBA Finals, where um the um the Bulls beat the um Suns eleven to one to eleven to one and eight. Okay. Thank you very much here, Justin. And we'll definitely of course and I think you do have that posted on Facebook and we'll get that of course posted in the proper place there. So thank you very much. Thank you very much there, Justin, for that addendum right there. We appreciate that. And now of course let's go ahead and bring in today's wrestling history and birthdays. <clears throat> On this date in 1987, the final of a tournament to crown the first ever IWGP heavyweight champion was held in Tokyo. New Japan founder Antonio Inoki defeated Masa Saido to win the title. His reign would last 325 days, but would be the only time he would ever hold the belt. On this date in 1991, WCW's Clash of the Champions 15 took place at the Civic Auditorium in Knoxville, Tennessee. The main event saw Ric Flair defeat beautiful Bobby Eaton to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title in a two-out-of-three falls match. On this date in 2000, on an episode of Raw's War from St. Louis, Crash Holly defeated Gerald Briscoe to win the hardcore title. On this date in 2001, as SmackDown taping in Baltimore, Tess defeated Rhino to win the hardcore title. This match was also noted for featuring the WWF slash WWE debut of Miss Legs herself, Stacy Keebler. On the same 2005, WWE presented the iconic ECW One Night Stand pay-per-view from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. The show marked, as I said, the revival of the ECW brand for the first time since the company fell into bankruptcy in 2001. The show was was uh, produced was produced as a faithful ECW down to the down to the size of the ring. Graphics, camera angles, and even usage of, uh, usage of Enter Sandman by Metallica as the entrance music for the Sandman's iconic entrance. The show was a huge critical success and eventually led to the revival of the brand 12 months later as a weekly show. 
In the main event of this show, the Dudley Boys in their last match before leaving WWE donned the tie-dye gear one last time to defeat the team of Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. On the same 2011, TNA's Slammiversary 9 took place at the Impact Zone in Orlando. The show was Mr. Anderson, who of course was Mr. Kennedy, surprisingly defeat Sting to win. Kennedy! Kennedy. To defeat, of course, he defeated Sting to win the TNA World Heavyweight title. On the same 2012, NXT Redemption came to an end as WWE taped the 67th and final episode from the Verizon Wireless Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. On the same 2014, WWE announced the release of a dozen performers, including two, of course, Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal, who would return to the company and win world championships in future years. And, of course, boy, did they ever. And on this date in 2016, team, they held their annual anniversary pay-per-view at the Impact Zone in Orlando. In the main event, Bobby Lashley defeated Drew Galloway, who, of course, we know as Drew McIntyre, in a tap-out or knockout match to win the TNA World Heavyweight title. Other title changes on the card, including Sienna winning the TNA Knockouts title in a three-way match against Gail Kim and Jade, and also Eddie Edwards winning the X Division title in a four-way bout against DJZ, Trevor Lee, and Andrew Everett. And we have three birthdays to bring you here, of course, here today. First off, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish you a very happy, let me make sure I have this right, yes, 52nd birthday to the world's strongest man himself, uh, currently, of course, now in AEW, I'm talking about Mark Henry. Also today, a very somber birthday here as today would have been the, let's see, right, give me just a second here, make sure I have this right, yes, would have been the 54th birthday of Mexican superstar Hector Garza. Of course, a very talented young man. Of course, sadly, we lost him, of course, a few years ago. And also, ladies and gentlemen, today we want to wish uh, a very happy 60th birthday to Jerry Lynn. So happy birthday to Mark Henry, Hector Garza, and Jerry Lynn here today. And now let's go back to J.D. to, of course, take a look at today's pop culture, history, and birthdays. Yes, and, of course, Hector Garza, as we all know, ladies and gentlemen, passed away a month shy, of course, of his 44th birthday. Of course, he passed away in late May of 2013 of lung cancer. Now, before we get to today's birthdays and dates from today, we want to tell you that tomorrow night on NXT, these are the matches you will see tomorrow night. It will be Wesley, Mustafa Ali, and Tyler Bate, the boy, taking on the schism of Joe Gacy. However, Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler, formerly known as the Grizzled Young Veterans, and I'm sure Ava will be in their corner. Noam Dar will take on Nathan Frazier for the NXT Heritage Cup power, if you will. And yes, Boyne Bland, backstabbing old bitch boy, however, clown shoes himself, Burton King man himself, Cocky, arrogant Baron Corbin, however, Boyne, bum-ass Corbin, will take on the Moscow Maniac Missile himself, Ila Dragunov, tomorrow night. Corbin, as you know, this past Friday, of course, lost a qualifying match to Butch, of course, of the Brawling Brutes on SmackDown, thanks to Carmelo Hayes and his man, Tricky Dick Williams. But now we understand Corbin is challenging Hayes for the NXT Championship at a future date, just like Seth Rollins is challenging Braun Breaker at some point, as Rollins will put his title on the line possibly in the next month or so at the Great American Bash towards the end of possibly this coming month, however, possibly maybe even the first week of July. We will continue to update you 
with this story. But those are just some of the things you will see tomorrow night on NXT. Now, some birthdays, as we said today, include the following, ladies and gentlemen, of course, before we do. Chad did also probably point out, ladies and gentlemen, in 1982, we lost the high chief, Peter Maivia, due to cancer at the age of 45, unfortunately. Happy birthday goes out, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to, of course, former President H.W. Bush, ladies and gentlemen, born in 1924. Of course, Jim Neighbors, who was known as Gomer Powell, who appeared in movies, however, such as The Best Old Horror House of Texas and Campbell Run 2 with Burt Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen, and who was also a famed singer and who appeared on other shows, including The Carol Burnett Show, would have been celebrating a birthday today, 1930. Happy birthday, of course, goes out to former Playboy model, of course, Kendra Wilkinson. Artem, yes, folks, the husband of uh, Nikki Bella, however, if you will, however, Nicole Garcia, if you will, celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to him, born in 1982. Also, of course, Anne Frank, of course, the young diary writer who, of course, ladies and gentlemen, who had a book and a movie named after her, however, The Diary of Anne Frank, was born this day in 1929, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so a very unique, special birthday today. Actress Jenny Lee Harrison, of course, who appeared in movies and TVs, born in 1958. Timothy Busfeld, ladies and gentlemen, who appeared in the TV show 30-something, ladies and gentlemen, among other stuff, however, was born this day today, 1957. Happy birthday to him. Also, referee of WWE, Jack Dolan, celebrating the birthday today, born in 1972. Happy birthday to him. Also celebrating a birthday today, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a look and see if we have anything else to report. Uh, I'm just looking here. I'm looking here. Um, I thought I saw something here. Uh, yes, baseball player Deki Matsui, born in 1974. Happy birthday to him. Uh, okay, let's see if we have anything else. No, we do not. Okay, let's take a look here and let you know about the entertainment portion of the show, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course. Uh, Dave Franco, movie actor, of course, I believe one of the Franco brothers, however, whose uh, brother is James, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Born today, happy 38th birthday to him. Uh, George H.W. Bush, born in 1924. Of course, as we know, we lost the former president back in 2018. Arm today is 41. We already mentioned him. Kendra Wilkinson, 38. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, we're good right there. Now, in the entertainment world, let's say Jurassic World came out in 2015. Also, however, ladies and gentlemen, Predators are in all sorts of negative. Jesse Ventura, of course, ladies and gentlemen. And Carl Weathers, known as Apollo Creed, ladies and gentlemen, was released on the day in 1987. Eddie Murphy came out with the movie Imagine That in 2009, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Can't Hardly Wait, sorry, Seth Green, Jennifer Love Hewitt, of course, and of course, other people, including Ethan Embry, who of course was known as Rusty Griswold at one point in the vacation movies, and also started uh, some other unique people in this movie, including, ladies and gentlemen, um, Jerry O'Connell in a small role, however, was released on the day in 1998. Also in the state, ladies and gentlemen, Dirty Works are Norm, the late Norm McDonald, of course, and Artie Lang was also released on the same day. Also, ladies and gentlemen, let's see, History of the World Part 1. Yes, it's good to be the king, starring Mel Brooks. We were talking about Mel Brooks earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, with Gene Wilder. Of course, Madeline Kahn, Harvey Corman. Yes, folks, how the Count de Monet, or Count de Monet, if you will. The late Cloris Leachman, however, of course, and others, including Sid Caesar, ladies and gentlemen, however. And also, ladies and gentlemen, Gregory Hines, of course, appeared in this very off-putting uh, uh, screwball comedy, one of my favorite Mel Brooks movies of all time on this day in 1981. The second one was just recently released on Hulu about a month ago. I heard it was not that great compared to this one, but folks, if you're looking for uh, a laugh outside splitting comedy for 20th Century Fox with Mel Brooks at his finest with a big all-star cast that included people, like I said, Gregory Hines, of course, ladies and gentlemen, along with um, Ron Carey, ladies and gentlemen, Cloris Leachman, uh, Harvey Corman, ladies and gentlemen, and of course... Uh, other people are, you definitely want to check out History of the World Part 1. And yes, the Piss Boy will come to your house too, in case you're wondering. 
Okay. On this day here in the sports world, ladies and gentlemen, on June 12th, let's say about what happened on this day, ladies and gentlemen. In 1930, Max Schmeling beat Jack Sharkey on a fourth-round knockout for the vacant heavyweight title in New York. Schmeling became the first German and European heavyweight world champion. In 1939, ladies and gentlemen, Byron Nelson won the U.S. Open in a three-way playoff with Craig Wood and Denny Shute. Nine years later, in 1948, Ben Hogan won the U.S. Open with a record 276, five fewer than Ralph Goodall's 1937 record. In 1981, Larry Holmes, however, stopped Leon Spinks in the third round, ladies and gentlemen, of the WBC heavyweight title in Detroit. In 1979, Bobby Orr became the youngest player in NHL history to be selected for the Hockey Hall of Fame. The 31-year-old was inducted months after officially ending his career as the Hall waived its usual three-year waiting period. In 1990, however, a big shocker here, Egypt, the 500-1 shot, stunned the Netherlands when Magdi Abdul Ghani made a penalty kick with eight minutes remaining to tie the World Cup favorites, however, at one all. One year later, the Chicago Bulls win their first championship in the team's 25-year history with a victory over the Lakers, 108-101. Michael Jordan was the MVP, scoring 30 points, as we all know. Scottie Pippen had 32, and John Paxson with 20. In 2005, Annika Sorensen closed with a 1-over par 73 for a three-shot victory over Michelle Wee in the LPGA Championship. The 15-year-old Wee shot a 69 to finish second. It is the highest finish by an amateur in a major since 20-year-old Jenny C. lost the play at the Savory Pack in the 98 U.S. Women's Open. In 2008, the Boston Celtics would overcome a 24-point deficit and beat the L.A. Lakers 97-91 to commanding 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals. No team had ever overcome more than a 15-point deficit after the first quarter, and the Celtics would post their biggest comeback in the Finals since 1971. In 2017, Kevin Durant would capture his spectacular first season with the Warriors by bringing home an NBA championship. Durant, who joined Gold State last July, scored 39 points in the Finals clinching victory over LeBron James and the Cavaliers 129-120. In 2013, Andrew Shaw, of course, would score on a deflection triple overtime to lift the Blackhawks to a 4-3 victory over the Bruins in a riveting Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals. The Blackhawks would get three superior goals from Dave Boland and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Odia to erase a 3-1 deficit. In 2011, the Mavericks won their first NBA title by winning Game 6 of the Finals in Miami, 105-95. Jason Terry would score 27 points and Dirk Nowitzki would add 21 as the Mavericks would win four of the series' last five games. And yes, I'm a homer here. Two things happened in my hometown, Pittsburgh, that were very exciting on this day. First, in 2009, the Pittsburgh Penguins and Max Talbot, who told the Philadelphia Crier fans, or the Philadelphia Pansy fans, however, the Pussies, as I like to call them, too, scored two second-period goals as the Penguins would beat the defending champs in Game 7 and win the Stanley Cup at Detroit's Joe Lewis Arena to capture their third one. I was at, uh, watching that game that night, I remember, because I was at a friend's party, however, who was supposed to move to Chicago about a week later, as I said, to the story once before, many times over, and it was quite a celebration. Several years later, the Penguins would win another Stanley Cup as Sid the Kid Crosby would set up Chris Letang's go-ahead goal midway through the second period, and the Penguins would win their fourth cup in franchise history by beating the Sharks in San Jose in Game 6 of that final 3-1. to So there you go, folks, some big history there. So there you go. Those are all the things from today, yesterday, and Saturday. We thank you, Chad, and let's give you the number here at 395 again, one. 605-562-0444, call ID one three eight seven four four pound We're expecting more people, including the King, Queen of Madness, MLD, and, of course, GTS, the Heartbreak, Kevonsky, the JML Experience, the Big IQ, Jeff Tears, the Rush Runner, Rush Wright, the Emperor, Sam Rickenbach, of course, the, uh, of course, like I said, Shaq will be joining us. Mint will be joining us. Hopefully, the heartbreak in Fonzie, the human suplex machine, John Gross will be joining us. But right now, joining us besides Chad is the soul man, Justin Lewis. I mean, Justin, we welcome you, as we said. Of course, we are five episodes away from thank 500, you. and after today, will be four. You're welcome. Uh, of course, we do want to thank, of course, Chad, Michelle, and Gerard, as I 
was going to say a few weeks ago, and I'm going to say now that we're on the air today, if it wasn't for these guys, Tower, we would not have Raw Radio. And it's been a great ride so far for the first 395-plus shows. We're almost at the 400 show. We're going to have a big celebration for that coming up in the next few weeks. We'll tell you more about that uh, in the weeks to come. But, guys, as we said, a lot to talk about this week. Of course, Money in the Bank is just around the corner. Forbidden Door is also around the corner. But we saw last Friday night, Howard, a certain person return to make a statement, Howard, in the uh, women's division. And, uh, Chad, a lot of people were not very happy about it, specifically myself, and I know Michelle would be a little happy, but some of us had a little mixed reaction to last week's uh, shows. But let's get your take on what happened last week. First off, let's begin with Raw and what was a very interesting night on Miz TV, but also a damn good main event between Seth Rollins and, of course, Damian Priest. And now Priest has a chance to qualify going into Money in the Bank tonight against the bro-man Matt Riddle. Your thoughts about what was a very interesting week on all three fronts with Raw, SmackDown, and AEW this past week. Well, I did. I did go back and look at several, several, of course, uh, uh, situations here. Of course, obviously involving Raw. Uh, apparently, it's it, it seemed that uh, for a short period of time, that obviously, of course, Damian Priest was getting this opportunity at the World Heavyweight Title Belt. Don't get me wrong. Of course, while I'm not a fan of the Judgment Day. I, am, I do applaud, of course, Damian Priest's uh, achievements, of course, here, of course, athleticism and everything of that nature. I mean, I will give him the benefit of the doubt that he, I'm sure he did, like I said, deserve that opportunity. What I didn't care about before was the fact that Finn Balor obviously had to stick his nose in and try to spoil his moment. Even, of course, during the match, when I actually have – was doing some doing some looking around, doing some checking out about that uh, about that particular during that particular match, and apparently it seemed it seemed that of course I think Finn was trying to interfere in the match, and, uh, and the thing about it is even Damian Priest was questioning why in the world are you trying to get him, why you were you trying to interfere and everything of that nature, so I mean, while of course I don't. I don't see uh, anything long-term as far as this is concerned, but could there be kind of a could there be kind of a tiny crack in the Judgment Day, possibly? Um, obviously, of course. Oh, we um, see that tonight, possibly. Yeah, we could. Uh, also, of course, here, ladies. Also, of course, I did read, of course, yesterday on WCWS this morning. As you know, of course, as we, as we talked about, of course, on SmackDown, we saw Adam Pearce present Asuka with, of course, a new women's title belt. Of course, obviously, no longer the Raw women's title belt, but the WWE women's title belt. Uh, of course, obviously, yes, we did see, of course, interference from the returning Charlotte. Um, and apparently, of course, that she – that. Uh, she seems to still be, of course, somewhat of a now, and, and and with all respect to, of course, the Iceman here, I do respect his thoughts and opinions like I do everybody else. But everybody seems to think, of course, she is, of course, even though that uh, a lot of people are still, of course, I guess, praising her and making, making it feel like Oscar's the one that's obviously uh, kind of uh, being, of course, uh, it's kind of it's just kind of it's kind of hard to notice, of course, what's been going on here um, <clears throat> with, of course, Charlotte here lately. But I will go into the fact that you know, obviously, Charlotte have to you know try to earn that op- opportunity and all that. But 
the thing about it is, is that I mean, Charlotte tried to it was trying her best to try to make a statement, and she did. But anyway, of course, getting back to what I was saying here, as far as of course, I read a story yesterday on WCWS Raw Radio. This may have come out before elevenmania.com. If we could try to, and we may try to backtrack the story so we could try to find it. And apparently, it seems that we at, we asked this question last Friday on Revolution. Uh, obviously, of course, while after JD had actually left us for that, left us last Friday night. And of course, if, I posed this question to both Justin and Mitt. Um, and it seems that, like I said, that there are plans. As to when this is going to happen, I don't know. That there are plans to apparently to, to do something about the belt that Rhea Ripley is currently holding, which of course is still being referred to as the SmackDown Women's Championship belt. The thing about it is, we have heard that the belt that Asuka is wearing is supposed to be the only women's championship belt, period. But obviously, of course, something is going to possibly be done as far as uh, Rhea Ripley's belt is concerned. If, in fact, of course, unless, of course, like I said, they rethink this. And if one belt is going to be, it's still going to be, of course, lined up for SmackDown and the other one is going to be lined up for Raw. I mean, but even though, of course, as we said, the announcement was, of course, on Friday and J.D. May, you might be able to correct me on this that they said that this belt that Oscar was presented was, of course, the one belt that is going to be the only women's title belt as far as I'm, as far as I've heard now. Um, but obviously, of course, we, um, obviously, of course, all I know is that something is going to be done, but nothing, they have not said what is going to be done with the belt that Rhea Ripley is currently holding. So my question, my thing about it is, is she going to be still be considered a champion, and or and or are they going to take that belt off of her, and she is going to be one of those that's going to have possibly one of the first opportunities as the at, at the belt that Oscar is holding. I mean, right now it is kind of up in the air with that. Um, but of course, but of course we did we did find out about several more. Um, Several more qualifying matches, of course, here, as I think both in the men's and women's, of course, obviously it was the first time here I noticed here in a while that they do have at least one more match each to possibly. Yes, uh, the men's match is ten, now the match match is tonight. Yes, that's why we said Riddle and we uh, still go at it, and I believe there's one more possibly for the women either tonight or possibly this Friday. We're not sure yet. Okay, but okay, so Riddle is supposed to be one of the two that's supposed to qualify in the last one for the men's, but we don't. But do we know what? So, but we don't know what the women's match is going to be apparently. So that which, is correct. So, and and that could be. You said that possibly. If it's not tonight, then it could be. Of course, they could do that one on Friday, possibly. Okay. Yes. Now okay. we also heard this Friday. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, sorry. Okay, Chad, we were going to tell you, everyone, this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, we do have these matches have been announced, ladies and gentlemen, for SmackDown. In case anyone is curious, this is what you will see on SmackDown Friday night in Lexington, Kentucky, on the campus of UK, ladies and gentlemen. It will be, of course, ladies and gentlemen, 
these matches have already been announced, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we're going to give you an update, of course, after what happened last week towards the end of SmackDown. Will, uh, here we go. Will Jay Uso fall in line, however, and go back with the Tribal Chief after what happened, of course, a few weeks ago, or is he going to stand by his brother despite Jay Jimmy accidentally kicked him? He'll decide whether he's in and out of the bloodline. Plus, we understand that mixed tag match, AJ Styles and Meech, Chinnake, Medium will take on Karen Cross and Scarlet. The Grayson Waller Effect talk show will have, of course, Scarlet Flair, as we mentioned, ladies and gentlemen. Roman Reigns does make his return. And yes, folks, the next person not blind for the tag team titles, despite the fact Sami Zayn and KO will put their titles in a non-title matchup tonight against Gunther, the longest-term IC champion right now, who, by the way, just passed over a year this past week. Congratulations to him. will team up with his good friend and top lieutenant, Luke the Kaiser, tonight. But that being said, Sami KO, if they get by this tonight, we'll wait to see who their next challengers are. And as well, these are the teams that will be going for the belts, possibly. It will be Cruz Del Toro, Juan King Wild, the LWO, the Brawling Brutes of Sheamus and Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunn, however, along with Ridge Holland. The Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. The Good Brothers, of course, Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Doc Gallows will be in tow. And the poor man's Beverly Brothers, probably the worst team I think ever, Howard. And I'm one person who is actually giving them a little bit of a praise right now, and that's our friend from California, Sa- Sacramento Slugger himself, Danny from Oak Park, who's uh, actually enjoying their work right now. And i got to tell you what, folks. Again, opinions vary, guys, but I'll tell you what. These guys are absolutely pathetic. These guys are a poor man's Brizongo. I've said this time and time again, and I'm going to continue to say that because these guys are a joke. It is the excruciating, embarrassingly piece of crap Elton Prince and his little sidekick, the clown boy himself, Kit the Clown Wilson, a.k.a. Pretty Deadly. So I like to call him Pissant Pretty Deadly. They will get their crack at those belts as well as the other teams and see who will face off the Sammy KO down the road this coming Friday night in Lexington. Now, also next week, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you that SmackDown will be in Lafayette at the Cajun Dome, we understand. Tickets are just about sold out for that. Two weeks from now, they are in London. Of course, the match that has already been announced for two weeks from this Friday has already been made official. It will be Oscar taking on Charlotte Flair. And also, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks from uh, Friday, it will be a unification match. Yes, folks, a unification match. It will be Ronda Drowsy and her friend Shayna Baszler taking on the duo of Alba Fire and, of course, um, her associate, however, if you will, Kaylee Ray, formerly known as Alba Fire, and, of course, her associate. Uh, what's her, I'm trying to think. I just had her name on the tip of my tongue. Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. Thank you. Isla Dawn will be putting the tag team titles on the line. So whoever wins that match between those two uh, women's, uh, women, however, will have not just two belts, but four belts. Both the Raw titles, or the spec, not only the Raw titles, but also the NXT titles at the same time. And I shudder to think it could be Ronda and Shayna winning that, but you never know. You just never know. Indeed. Um, but, uh, but, but as I was also, of course, like I said, um, as far as, of course, AEW is concerned, of course, uh, a lot of impressive action, of course, of course, still going on here as well. Even one particular moment I did happen to notice here. This was, of course, and I have to say that even though this was on AEW Dynamite, of course, this did not, this did not involve any wrestling action. It involved, of course, the retirement of of AEW's uh, seamstress, if you probably noticed that. Um, after being, of course, I think part of the business for, I think, almost close to 30 years, that she has decided she had officially decided to retire, and they did honor her, of course, this past uh, Wednesday night on Dynamite. 
And I did, of course, post that video in the AWS Facebook page. You want to go back and take a look at that. Uh, several people, of course, even said some that were not able to be there did send videos, including uh, Jericho and um, and one or two others, I believe. I'm not sure who else it was. Uh, Tony Khan and Dustin Rhodes, of course, obviously did step up here and uh, um, did step up here and all that and did and then congratulated her on her retirement and also on, on many, many years, of course, of providing the best outfits of course that we ever saw of course in the world of wrestling uh even warlow of course even said that that the first thing tyson i think he wore an AEW that he was actually now going to frame them because they were made by this particular lady uh so i thought that she was, was also she was she also worked behind the scenes in wwe as we all know yes and speaking of AEW, coming up on uh, AEW Unrestricted this week, you can check out Maria Canales Bennett talking to Tony referee Aubrey Edwards. And speaking of Aubrey, she has got an upcoming match, I know, with her good friends Papa Briscoe and uh, Mark Briscoe taking on Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, if you will, and of course uh, Sanjay the Slimeball Butt, if you will, along with Sandin the Great Collie 2.0 scene on a future dynamite. Also last week, ladies and gentlemen, we did lose a very special legendary wrestler, probably one of the greatest heels, if not one of the funniest guys of all time. He had. Quite the gift of gab. Let's just say sorry to cut you off there, Chad, but we're going to talk about him real quick. Uh, Koso Viseri, better known to you as Shiki Baby. Yes, the honest Shiki, a stupid Sobroni, passed away a week ago, ladies and gentlemen, at the age of 81. And our thoughts and prayers are with Sheik's friends, family, and fans. Sheik, of course, as you know, was a bodyguard for the Shah of Iran, Antonio Tola Khomeini. He, of course, was also a Pan American uh, athlete, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, debuted in the late 70s as Hussein Arab, managed by Fred Blassie. In 1983, of course, Sheik, of course, won the world's title from Bobby back on the day after Christmas game, a late Christmas gift. But one month later, his Christmas gift would definitely be returned, however, to a new person in the form of Hulkamania. Yes, folks, Terry Eugene Balea, Hulk Hogan, won the title from him, if you want, of course, later that year. Sheik had some great battles, of course, not only with Hogan in 84. He, of course, had some great battles with a guy who he would later uh, be, uh, let's just say, associates with. Sergeant Slaughter, if you will, of course, who could forget the infamous boot camp match that will be coming up this Friday. Actually, it'll be 39 years ago this Friday on my mom's birthday that that show did take place in MSG. But it was a bittersweet day, too, on that same day as we lost Vince's father, Vince McMahon Sr., if you will, referring to uh, the former Worldwide Wrestling Federation, the WWWF, later on WWE, and now WWF, now known as WWE, chairman. But, uh, of course... His most famous claim to fame, of course, occurred in 1987 when him and Hacksaw Jim Duggan were on their way to a house show in New Jersey, driving in the same car, and let's just say got busted for a little weed and other things, however, that really uh, kind of rang true. But Sheik always was a colorful character, however, of course, who could forget his Hall of Fame speech in 2005? You guys can check it out now. But I think it was Sheik, however, who definitely uh, had the gift of gab, let's just say, and he will sorely, sorely be missed. And again, he is reunited now with his good friends and teammates and buddies, of course, Nikolai Volkov and the fashion played himself of wrestling the names of Mary Hulk Hogan early on in his career, classy, Freddie Blassie. Yes, indeed, of course. Um, by far, of course, uh, by of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, the second uh, legendary superstar that we have lost, of course, here uh, this year, of course, and of course, a few weeks prior, of course, we did sadly lose superstar Billy Graham. And I'm sure that at some point down the road here, there may be, of course, a possible match between the two of them and the Heaven Wrestling Federation. You never know, of course, there. Uh, <clears throat> but nevertheless here, overall, this past week in 
this past week in the world of wrestling, of course, was was of course kind of up and down, off the wall. I guess as we can all we, we can often agree with that. But JD, I'd like to add one more thing, if I may, please, <clears throat> before we get. Go ahead, and uh, so we'll get to you in a second. Sorry, we're pulling you on this. Yeah, but I'm sure. You see, I'm sure. That, Go ahead. But, but this is, of course, something. I, obviously, of course, we have to definitely highlight. And that is, of course, the impact event this past Friday against all odds, where, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the legend, the legendary Impact Tag Team, the Motor City Machine Guns, would in the same night earn championship gold. But of course, obviously, it would be in in, in singles form. Of course, first off, Chris Saban defeated Trey Miguel to become a nine-time X Division champion. Nine times, guys. Unprecedented, unbelievable, very yes. congratulations uh, definitely goes to him. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it would not be at all complete if I did not also mention his longtime tag team partner, of course, one of the greatest high-flying superstars. No disrespect to Ray Mysterio or any of the Mexican Lucha Libre guys, but this man right here, of course, also uh tr- tr- uh, truly, of course, like I said, another great high-flying superstar, and I'm talking about the one and only Alex Shelley, as he did, of course, in a very, and I guess this was, a, this was, of course, considered the longest match of the night for the Impact World title, did get by Steve Mocklin to become, for the first time in 20 years, for, for first time in his 20-year career, the Impact World Heavyweight Champion. So, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, it was, it was definitely, of course, Unbelievable, unprecedented. Well, of course, obviously, we saw both both men, of course, obviously, um, <clears throat> no, no, congratulate each other, of course, on this. First time in a while that I've seen this since, of course, what happened at WrestleMania 20, when, of course, both Eddie Guerrero ret- uh, 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 won- uh, retained the WWE title and Chris Benoit won the World Heavyweight title. Of course, we saw two great competitors of course uh, holding of course championship gold in there of course it was the first time I saw that side in a very long time and also of course now ladies and gentlemen the um, the big the big task here of course of that is that Alec, that that Alex Shelley's first cha- big time challenger unless of course they do anything prior to this which I don't think they will is going to be Nick Aldis who earned that opportunity in that infamous 841 uh match to determine the number one contender uh so and of course there's been some talk even of course speculation by uh the king of clubs mint patel that obviously that they, they may do this i believe the next big event was possibly going to be in the next two months uh i think it's like another multiverse show i played was supposed to be having uh with that being said uh <clears throat> this um this is going that uh, that I think that's when they'll probably do this match between Alex Shelley and Nick Aldis. Although, of course, I have not that is not etching stone, that is not confirmed. But I'm pretty certain that this Thursday on Impact Wrestling, we will most definitely find out about that. But all in all, from what I saw here, it was a one, it was a tremendous matchup, tremendous show, of course, this past. Um, I mean, this possibly Friday night pay-per-view formula for Impact Wrestling seems to be working out, of course, here pretty well. 
So I, I'm pretty certain Impact Wrestling is going to get some very high marks here for this one, as of course one of their longest reigning, one of their longest reigning competitors, a long time Impact Wrestling competitors, earned their world title. Uh, gentlemen, what once one second, please let me let me t- let me take care. Let me play this right here. Now you, you might have to, of course, uh, just just uh, not say anything for just a moment here. So please. Not, not, don't, don't have to worry about saying anything for just a moment. So give me just, let me just do this. Alexa, notification. One new notification from Alexa News from CNN. CNN breaking news alerts. 4:02 p.m. ET. Body found in I-95 wreckage. Do you want to hear more about this? No. I'm sure JD you probably heard about that. It happened in Philadelphia. Yes, we saw that, and they said that it's going to take a while, unfortunately, for that road to be fixed. Unfortunately, however, so we are definitely going to be, like I said, we're going to definitely be keeping an eye on that for sure. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one thing I did not point out, however, uh, I'm going to point out very quickly. We'll let you know the shows coming up this week. Of course, Wolfpack will be on Thursday night, one three eight five two one pound Revolution tomorrow. Wednesday and Friday, of course. The Dynamite and, of course, SmackDown and Rampage Breakdown will be on Friday. Dynamite and NXT Breakdown will be on Wednesday, plus the Raw Recap tomorrow night. And also, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out the Sports Machine with Mitt, myself, the Hot Rod Rod Hancock, of course, who hopefully we'll hear on the show today, along with the Loose Kings, Kilkosipas, and Justin this coming week, 944-1585 pound this Thursday or Friday. We'll let you know what time and day. Also, we'll be talking about, of course, this coming week, a lot of things going on, including baseball, the wrap-up of the Major League season, of course, involving the NBA and the NHL, possibly, and give you a preview of the U.S. Open, which, of course, is coming up this Thursday in L.A., ladies and gentlemen, at L.A. Country Club. Of course, a lot of people thinking this week, especially after what happened last week with the Live Golf Tour, the Saudis are now into bed with PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan. Some people are thinking Brooks Koepka, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson could be the big winner. I'll tell you who I think will be the winner and give you my thoughts about the U.S. Open in general coming up tomorrow night on Revolution after the news and everything like that before we break down Raw. So you want to stay tuned for that coming up tomorrow evening on Revolution. Absolutely. Uh, But all in all, of course, J.D., I will go ahead and point out, I will go ahead, of course, point this out, that uh, last week's wrestling, uh, wrestling, uh, last week's worth of wrestling, of course, um, WWE, of course, obviously, of course, uh, making every still almost still, of course, I'm sure trying to make every you know, uh, make every attempt possible to, of course, get back on track. Uh, NXT, of course, seems to be working out probably a little bit better than the main roster, of course, right now. Uh, there's been several highlights, of course, on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Dynamite and Rampage, of course, definitely stepping up here, of course. Uh, keep in mind, of course, our Ring of Honor TV, of course, that AEW puts out, of course, you definitely have to check out some of that action. And definitely Impact Wrestling has been making some sort of a of a, of a statement, even, of course, the NWA here, of course, in, in recent memory, of course, they're obviously they, they, they did when they did, of course, obviously the Crockett Cup the other weekend. So, uh one more thing I want to point out before uh, we turn. We, we <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. Not mm. choked on sound. I don't know what. Um, before, of course, I turn. Uh, we, we we turn. Of course, JD and Justin loose. I will go ahead and point this out. That yes, ladies and gentlemen, I did. I did say that we would hope that we would definitely, of course, have an give you a big time answer here as far as, of course, our prediction title challenge. 
And of course, unfortunately, I have not, I have not, of course, obviously had that big time opportunity to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will be definitely going to work on that because we definitely need to find out who won the title challenge for, of course, all six events starting with Under Siege going through, as we said, Night of Champions, NXT Battleground, uh, Double or Nothing, of course, the Crockett Cup, and also, of course, what happened this past Friday at Against All Odds. But also, of course, who won the voting in the during our Heavenly King of the Ring tournament, of course. So I will definitely have some answers here for you. And I will do, I will, of course, the absolute that those answers will be brought up tomorrow night, of course, on Revolution. So be sure to listen very carefully to that. So my humblest apologies for the delays in getting that done, but it will be done. You have my complete assurance about that. Now, let's go ahead and let's switch it back over to, of course, JD. Uh, I thank you very much. Uh, I thank you very much, uh, Chad. Uh, that being said, of course, as you know, we've had a lot to talk about here this afternoon. Justin, uh, I know we've had you on forever and a day, so let's get you going right now and get your thoughts of what's going on in the world of uh, this last week. If you have anything you want to share, please, by all means, go right ahead. Uh, um, uh, uh, on WWE? WWE, uh, yeah, Raw, uh, SmackDown, Charlotte Flair returning, uh, Dynamite, uh, Collision this week. Anything you want to share, please go ahead. Yeah, I think, uh, all the, the, the um, all these, all these fans are, 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 are happy to what Zoe Stark did, did to Becky Lynch at, um, at, at all, at, uh, um, Night of Champions because um they're saying they're saying they're saying saying that, that Zoe that Be- they say they're saying they're saying that Be- that Zoe Stark didn't screw Becky Lynch Becky screwed Becky they did you got there there is I mean mean that I mean I don't know, I don't know what, I mean they they they, they want Trish Stratus be be um be have a victory and, and I don't know why 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 she's doing back and, and or Trish Stratus is back I mean I don't know why Vince Vince brought her back. I mean, I mean, this is this. Is, I mean, this isn't 2020. This is 2023, not not 2001. It's not the attitude era. I mean, I understand why, why she's doing back. Why why she's back? I mean, I think Vince Man is trying to make her try to make her make her do 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 um try to make make her be like the um the, the next um be a heel heel heelish like 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 um like um. A vet, like a veteran rest like a veteran heel wrestler like the like a fabulous moolah and the way 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 she did it with with a young young talent superstar like uh when when director in the in the um rock and roll rest, rock and wrestling era what about uh charlotte flair returning uh in general you're talking about that no i don't know um why 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 fans want 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 Charlotte Flair take that take that um take the um belt from re um from um Oscar I mean I know what, what I know crazy I mean I mean I guess they they just I, I mean they just they, they I mean they they wanted to be WrestleMania 34 all over again and it's just deja vu they, 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 I mean I mean they, they must be I mean crazy I mean how many times you gonna see these two, that Charlotte and Oscar, over and over again. 
very good point. Well, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on this story, however, no doubt about it. Thank you both very much. All right, and again, let's give you the number, one 605 pounds You can join us right now. As we said, uh, if it wasn't for Chad, Michelle, and Gerard, we would not have Raw Radio, and I want to thank them personally, however, as we continue on here this afternoon, however. Like I said, however, I was going to, I tried thanking them last week and the week before, but because of circumstances beyond our control, I could not do that. Today I am, however, if it wasn't for those guys, we would not have the Raw Radio Show here. And, of course, we've had a lot of guests come on these shows, including the King of Clubs, but Patel, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, the J-Mail Experience, the Big IQ, Jeff Tears, the Rush Ronald, Rush Wright, the Empress, Emery Rickenbach, and so many more, however, if you will, however. Like I said, a lot has happened, if you will. Oh, there we go. There's the security, however. Okay, I'm sure everyone saw that. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just watching something that happened yesterday at the Canadian Open, which was pretty wild. But anyway, like I said, if it wasn't for those three, we would not have the show. We've also had a lot of guests come on the show, past and current legends, including our good friend uh, Mr. Michael Sam Houston, Manny Villalobos, and many others as well. That being said, folks, we do want to thank them for coming on the shows, not just the show, but all of our shows, ladies and gentlemen if you will, however, including this one, however, for uh, making this a very special show. And like I said, we've had a lot of great moments, some unusual moments, and some uh, moments that we never thought we would ever get to, but it has been absolutely crazy, like I said. So we've had the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've had some great moments, some rough moments, however, and some crazy, unusual, ugly moments, however. But if it wasn't for these guys, however, those three, we would not have this show. So on behalf of myself, uh John and the rest of the gang, of course, we want to thank Chad, Gerard, and Michelle for giving us for our radio. It has been a great ride so far. We're going to continue this ride as long as we see fit. And like we said, however, we'll be uh, four episodes away from the Magic 400. We will be hitting that mark, hopefully, sometime in early July, however, or mid-July. We'll let you know more about that. Today is number 395. Next week will be 396, followed by 397. So, yeah, sometime in the next two to three weeks, folks, we'll be hitting a Magic number of 400. All right, guys, it is 4.40 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, and this is what they were saying about uh, some of the WWE uh, booking, actually, and I think everyone's going to like this. So this is what they were saying. Why do you pick up bugs like that? Demo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Homer, watch your mouth. Uh, i got to go. My damn wiener kids are listening. There you go. <laughs> And, of course, tomorrow some teams will be starting their mini camps, include Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, Indy, uh, Pittsburgh, of course. The NFL mini camps will start tomorrow for some of the NFL teams. I think Carolina is starting their mini camp tomorrow as well. Like I said, our, uh, yes, the three-day mandatory mini camp, of course. Bryce Young, the former Alabama kid, however, who was drafted number one just a few months ago, will be among the people throwing for Chad's boys tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, down there in Carolina, of course. Uh, that's Take a look at the NFL mini camp schedule and tell you about, like I said, however, let's tell you who will be uh, doing theirs tomorrow, like I said, however, like I said, here is, like I said, I'm just looking tomorrow, uh, this week, like I said, uh, coming up, uh, beginning, uh, like I said, today through uh, Wednesday, include Jacksonville, New England, tomorrow will be Houston, L.A., Minnesota, then, of course, the others, however, from, uh, Tomorrow through uh, Thursday include Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, Buffalo, Carolina, Chicago, Cincy, Denver, Green Bay, Justin C. Mindy, KC, Los Angeles, uh, the Rams, that is, New Orleans, the G-Men, of course, referring to the Giants, the Jets, Tampa Bay, and, of course, 
Pittsburgh, my team. So those are just some of the teams that will be doing mandatory, uh, like I said, mini camp schedules uh, from today until Thursday. Some of them, of course, began today. Jacksonville, New England, as we said, began today. Houston, of course, LA and the Chargers will do tomorrow and Wednesday, but the other teams, how I mentioned, will lose tomorrow through Thursday, including Chad's boys, by boys, and Justin's team as well. Uh, Mitt's boys, I think, will be doing their camp next week, unless they did it last week, but I'm not real sure if San Francisco did theirs, but I'll have to double-check on that. All right, folks, it is 4.45 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, quarter to five here. It's almost time for a happy hour, as they say, here at Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we uh, gave you our thoughts of What's going on tonight with the show, of course, we were hoping to hear from some more people, including uh, some big-name guests, but we're not sure if we're going to have the time to have them on. We might, however, uh, hopefully before the 5 o'clock hour. But as we said, next week, folks, we're going to have a lot to talk about, including money in the bank, ladies and gentlemen, plus uh, Forbidden Door. In fact, Forbidden Door will be the discussion next week, ladies and gentlemen, on the show. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned as far as that goes. Now, that being said, however, here is where you can check out the WWE in Action facility near you as we are looking at it right now of course as you know we told you we'll be of course in um at the cajun dome next friday night ladies and gentlemen of course two weeks from today we will be in savannah georgia ladies and gentlemen at the end market arena then of course we head off to london then of course ladies and gentlemen, on the day before the fourth of july we will be in of course mass uh baltimore maryland at the cfg bank arena tickets already on sale for that also, ladies and gentlemen, we will be coming back to you live on the world's most famous arena, MSG, in the Big Apple on July 7, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, as you know, Monday Night Raw will be coming to you live from the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York, July 10. SmackDown will be in Chastain and Woods, however, once again, this time not far from him in nearby Raleigh, coming up on July 14. Monday Night Raw, our good friend, the King Clubs, Mitt Patel, of course, will be attending that show in Hotland and GA on July 17. July 21st, SmackDown will be coming to you live from Orlando, ladies and gentlemen, at the Amway Center down there near the NXT area. July 24th, however, in Toronto, excuse me, Tampa, ladies and gentlemen, however, coming to you live there in the Sunshine State. And then July 31st, ladies and gentlemen, we will be coming to you live at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Plus, folks, the night before SmackDown, or SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen, we will be coming to you live, I believe, in Dayton, Ohio. Plus, of course, SummerSlam will be in Detroit at Ford Field. And then the Monday after SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen. So those are just some of the locations. In fact, I'm looking at them right now. Uh, yes, August 5th, uh, SummerSlam will be held there. August 7th, we'll be in Minneapolis, Minnesota for Monday Night Raw. August 11th, ladies and gentlemen, we will be coming to you live from Calgary. So back-to-back months, uh, wrestling will be there in the home of the hitman, Bret Hart, and the Hart family, if you will, there at the Saddle Dome. August 14, of course, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, Monday Night Raw will be coming to you live there. August 18, we return to T-Town, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and tickets for uh, these Calgary, Winnipeg, and Toronto shows, as well as the Minneapolis shows, will go on sale two weeks from Friday. That's two weeks from this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and the date of that will be July 23rd. Of course, not this Friday, but the following Friday, next Friday, if you will. Then, August 20th, we'll be live in Quebec, Canada, ladies and gentlemen, however, at uh, the Quebec Center Arena, ladies and gentlemen. August 25th, ladies and gentlemen, we will be coming to you live uh, from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, the home of Colonel Sanders and the Cardinals of uh, Louisville, ladies and gentlemen, at the KC Yum Center. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we wrap up the summer in a big way, ladies and gentlemen, August 28th, live at the FedEx Forum, ladies and gentlemen, in Memphis, Tennessee, the home of Beale Street Blues, and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis Aaron Presley, as well as Gary the King Lawler, and, of course, some delicious food there, some really good soul food there down there in Memphis, Tennessee, and, of course, the home of the gym clan, if you will, Jerry Jarrett, 
the legendary wrestling promoter who we lost earlier this year, and of course his son, the so-called chosen one, if you will, and of course he was now a member of the AEW roster, Double J himself, Jeff Jarrett. So those are just some of the locations coming up in the next few months, ladies and gentlemen. As we said, we're going to have a pretty busy week ahead of us, of course. We'll be in Lexington, of course. As you know, on Friday, we SmackDown in Chicago, of course. Saturday night for the debut of Collision. Already one match has been announced for that debut show. I'm sure more matches will be announced this coming week on Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen, from the nation's capital, and on Friday night, if you will. The match that has already been announced, ladies and gentlemen, it will be FTR and the return of CM Punk for the first time since last fall, taking on Jay White. Juice Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, and Samoa Joe in a six-person tag. That should be very interesting. Be sure to check that out, of course, this coming Saturday at the United Center in Chicago. Tickets, we understand, are just about sold out for that show, but there are still some seats available for the big show coming up at the Wind Trust Arena a week from Wednesday, however, in Chicago as we return to Chi-Town for another night of action, of AEW action. And, of course, next Friday, of course, ladies and gentlemen, AEW, of course, will be coming to you live next week in Toronto. SmackDown will be, of course, in uh, Louisiana, as we said, at the Cajun Dome. Meanwhile, next Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, Monday Night Raw will be coming to you by the city by the lake, Lake Erie, that is Cleveland, Ohio, at the Robert Forge Fieldhouse. Tickets are still available for that show. And then two weeks from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will be in Savannah, Georgia, ladies and gentlemen, before we head off to the U.K., how are ladies and gentlemen? So that is going to be a pretty crazy time as we wrap up June real soon and start off July with a bang. All right, as we said, it is 10 minutes to 5. However, right now, unless anyone wants to add anything else, we're going to put a bow on this and tie this up. However, for today, well, I do want to take a question Chad. But I don't think we are ready to tie this up yet. I think Chad has something to say, so Chad, go ahead. I have some trending stories if you would like to review some. If you, if okay, well, before we get to uh, the end of the show today, yes, we're going to do some trending stories. So that sounds good. Okay, well, let's do that right now while we're doing that. Yes. Okay. Our first one right here. Uh, first trending story, I'm just reading what it says. As Brian Danielson reunites with a controversial ex-WWE star. Yes, according to reports, we understand, however, apparently recently he actually had a chance to share a photo with, of all people, formerly of, uh, let's just say, a unique tag team that had at one point Big Ass, a.k.a. Big Cast, if you will, and uh, they were S-A-W-F-T, yes, the uh, real one, he calls himself Enzo Amore, he actually recently shared a photo with him this past weekend, I believe, or just recently. So that being said, that is the photo we are talking about. And, of course, Daniel Bryan, as you know, Bryan Danielson will be, I believe, involved in some type of match, unless it's his friends, Claudio Casanoli, Wheeler Yuta, and, of course, uh, John Moxley, this coming Wednesday night in the nation's capital against Hangman Page and the Bucks in a six-person tag. But that was apparently shown just recently, if you will, I believe, not too long ago. Okay. Our second trending story is apparently the next WWE Universal title defense has been revealed for Roman Reigns. Surprisingly, yes, and, and this is a very interesting one. Yes, it will be held, of course, believe it or not. However, I believe, however, apparently, however, like I said, uh, someone said it could happen maybe. They're saying now maybe, however, uh, like I said, however, like I said, however, like like I said, he will be defending the title against Rey Mysterio this Saturday night, however, at a house show in Cincinnati, believe it or not, from what we heard. But you never know. That could change, especially after what happens this coming Friday night in Lexington. But, yes, the tribal bitch himself will be putting his title on the line this coming Saturday in Cincinnati. I see. Okay. All right, next one. As Billy Gunn says that AEW has tried to bring in a 
Legend, who was all, who was also in Degeneration X. Sean Walpin is the name, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, who will be, of course, on Celebrity Game Face with Marie Menudo's this coming Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, in fact, recently he spoke on Sports Case Wrestling Binge about this, however, and shared that insight, however, that Waltman has been approaching would be a great asset to AEW. He said the following. I don't know if that's the thing right now, because I think you'd be hard-pressed to get Tony to get me away from the acclaim right now. No, I mean, it would be great. I think we've tried to get Sean in here a couple of times. Things has just didn't work out. I think, though, if the time is right, I think he'd be a great asset, because he still has huge popularity. Everybody knows him. He's such a good guy. that would not only help the younger town as well, but he could be a good representative for our company. He would be amazing if we could get him in here. So we'll have to wait and see if that is going to be the case here. All right, our next one right here, and I'm sure, J.D., this is probably something you probably have been looking at, as apparently The Rock comments on the XFL's future after their $60 million loss. Yeah, this was a tough one this week by the uh, People's Champion. Yeah, Forbes reported, however, while cutting some jobs in the process, however, they said that this past season had the eight teams playing in the 10 games in the area. They had about a million and a half people watching. They had over 22,000 fans at the championship game. Now, apparently, however, Danny Garcia, who's the ex-wife and mother of superstar Ava, is also the chairwoman of the XFL, and she is the one that pitched the purchase idea to The Rock. She remains optimistic about the future, as she told Forbes, saying the following. We're extremely well capitalized for the long term. This is our new WWE, the next massive line property. As for The Rock, The Rock said the following. My goal was basically how we can get through the first season. This is just not an endeavor that's going to fill up a portfolio one day we flip it and we're out. This is legacy. This is the long game. We'll have to wait and see if that's the case or not. Indeed. Okay. Our next one here is we have, as possible, we might have some latest latest on the uh, WWE status of Drew McIntyre. With his contract up in the air, PW Insider is reporting that there has been a push and crave to put him in the storyline plans by money in the bank tower, considering it is in London. According to reports, meetings have been said to take place the last couple of weeks regarding pitches for Drew to make his return to TV, where he's been absent since he lost to Gunther and Sheamus at May 39. He was, however, named in the draft and sent to Raw as a result, but we have not seen him back on TV since April. The question is, will he be back in time for Money in the Bank by the end of the month or first part of July when they return from the U.K.? Or at the UK show, time will tell, as they say. Uh, okay. Uh, next one here is Triple H. Triple H, in quotation marks, knows that a WWE star who is currently on Monday Night Raw can handle the push. Speaking on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, Trish Stratus' friend Zoe Stark actually reflected on being called up to the roster and said she can be one of the best in the entire company, saying the following. I feel like I'm one of the top performers that can really be in WWE. I felt amazing. It was a very tearful and emotional, enjoyable night. She also spoke about her quick ascension on the main roster. Those Hunter has put her in this role among big hitters in the company because he knows she can handle it. Hunter, Triple H put me in this position, says Stark continuing, because he knows I can handle and hang with these two girls and think I'm proving myself right now. I can't fall short. It's my one opportunity, however. I got one shot to prove to the world that I belong in the ring with those two, with a Hall of Famer and a future Hall of Fame. I couldn't ask for a better position. Good Thank points. You. Indeed. Our next one right here, as Seth Rollins names a current WWE star that he'd like to, in his words, Beat the hell out of. Hmm, interesting. Let's take a look at that, shall we? And we'll tell you who that is. However, uh, 
I have not heard that. Hold on a second. I'm trying to find the story here, folks, so please bear with us here. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. I will come back to that story here. I'm see if I can find it here. I'm still looking here. Please bear with me here, folks. Okay. I have not heard that, so we'll have to come back to that story. Okay, no problem. Our next trending story is apparently some concerns have been noted regarding the new AEW Fight Forever video game. Yeah, this is interesting because this game's coming out pretty soon, however, they did not need to have another headache like this, however, and this is unfortunate, however, you know. I mean, this is very interesting when you think about it, however. Uh, like I said, apparently, however, uh, video release, however, mind you, on social media account features Kenny Omega announcing the game's release, however, well as noted that the game is available for pre-download and pre-order. However, Fightful Select is now reporting more information on the game, noting how at the time how, that there was a belief in the company that it would be successful as a result of the playability and multiplayer aspect more than anything else. However, there should be more concern over the limited creation suite in the game as it's not expansive while story mode seems repetitive clothing being worn by other characters. I see. Okay. And we already noted about the, of course, new world champion in impact wrestling we've already talked about that of course obviously alex shelley so congrats once again big time congratulations goes out to of course him <clears throat> and also of course his longtime tag team partner chris saban for becoming a nine-time x division champion by the way I just want to make that small note and of course the other trendy story i have is apparently roman reigns surpasses a record that was set by cm punk Unfortunately, yes, and I think he did it today, if I'm not mistaken, however, believe it or not, however, as apparently, however, mind you, however, Reigns has now held the title for 435 days, breaking the record from Punk of 434 from November 2011 through January 2013 when he lost his title to The Rock. However, like I said, Pedro Morales, Bob Backlund, Hogan, and Bruno are the only stars in company history to hold the championship for a thousand days. Sam Martino achieved the feat twice, however, mind you, and he and Backlund are the only men to have held the title for over 2,000 days. They're still saying that right now that could still be in the cards between now and the end of this year with Roman Hauer, as they don't see him losing it anytime soon, which if you ask me is a crock of crap, if you ask me. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I, I saw something about that uh... Also, of course, I saw something as as you pointed out earlier, JD, about the uh, about Gunther, of course, holding the the uh, Intercontinental title for a long period of time. They have already said, if I if I if I read if I read looked at this, of course, here correctly, that if he was able to hold on to that title. Oh, that's why. Thank you so very much. Um, okay, um, if he was able to hold on to that championship. At least until towards the end of this month, he actually will. I think will officially surpass, if I'm not mistaken, Don Morocco. Yes, Don Morocco's one name has been talked about exclusively. Another two names that keep being discussed are Randy Savage, which is at 414, and the Hulky Tonk Man's record is in serious jeopardy. If all goes well and Gunther continues to play his cards right, he could break the Honky Tonk Man's record by the first week of September. And that is a big historic feat for him. And you've got to give the devil his due. No pun intended. This guy has been, like I said, I've been a fan for quite a while involving Gunther. And I like where they're going with him. I mean, he's done very, very well. I think he's been exciting to watch, however. 
And like I said, I don't think people are appreciative of him, however, and giving him the credit he deserves. And like I said, you better start acknowledging him a little bit more, people, because this guy is not a guy you want to sleep on. This guy has shown how, in almost a year, how, that he is dominant, how, and has been very dominant since coming up from NXT. I mean, he was the longest-term UK champion. He's now the longest-term IC champion. And like I said, tonight we're going to see him in tag match with his uh, top lieutenant, Luke Lukas, against Sami Zayn and KO. Certainly. And, of course, we'll find out more about the one trending story that J.D., I'm sure, is doing, still doing some research on regarding Seth. I'll Rain. look into that. I, if we don't have it for you before the end of the day, we'll let you know first thing tomorrow night. Okay, thank, thank you, Brett. Thank you very much. And that's, for the most part, what I have in terms of anything trending here for today. Uh, J.D., of course, thank you very much. Uh, and, of course, that is just going to swing it back here, too. All right, thank you very much, Chad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, next we're going to have a lot to talk about, so we want to thank Chad, and of course, as you know, ooh, there we go. Ooh, I'm sure everyone saw what happened the other night at the Heat game, Howard. Now, I'm sure the, 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 everyone saw that, what went, went down. Apparently, during the game, there was another story that was kind of interesting. I guess, I don't know if it was a spoof or whatever, but I'll tell you what, folks. I think this guy's going to be in some hot water, and that is Mr. Conor McGregor. We saw McGregor try to, well, let's just say throw a few haymakers to the Heat mascot, and whether or not uh, McGregor will be arrested and uh, suspended or fined, however, and charged with uh, assault and battery, that remains to be seen. But from what I just saw, folks, talk about a very despicable, deplorable person. I mean, that was just uncalled for and unprofessional, if you ask me. Anyway, we told you about the matches tonight, however, so with that said, we're going to go to Chad and... Of course, uh, Justin, for thoughts, again, we do want to thank them for coming on today. We were hoping to hear from some more people, but we'll be hearing from some more people during the week. And I'm going to let Chad take us in after we give you our Raw Range predictions. So I'm going to uh, give you my thoughts very quickly. I think Raw is going to be very interesting tonight. I mean, the last few weeks, however, has been up and down at times. Hopefully it'll be a little bit better. Last week wasn't too bad. Like I said, hopefully there'll be a little worth watching tonight, even though they're going up against the NBA Finals. I think a 1.4 sounds good. And my main event is going to be, however, that uh, Riddle versus uh, Priest match. I think you're going to see those two close the show tonight unless they kick it off. So that's my thoughts. Chad, uh, your thoughts about what we have going into tonight as far as Money in the Bank goes. Um, well, as far as, as far as that is, of course, like you said, there's some very unique action going on here, of course, tonight on Raw. Um, of course, he did highlight, of course, several of the matches. First off, my rating is going to be kind of a – Kind of in between, I'm going to say a 1.4. I'll be a little bit optimistic about it. Uh, seeing as how we are in, of course, full mode to- towards going in towards money in the bank. Um, but also, of course, ladies, but also, uh, I would say uh, for the main event, of course, uh, of course, obviously, with what I have, with what I have just heard here, of course, here today, as as to what has been announced, uh, unless and of course, as JD said, of course about the uh, the match between Riddle and Damian Priest, of course, which they could put it towards the end, they could put it towards the beginning. I mean, they, they just moved all this action around pretty much anywhere. I would have to say, and we all have, of course, our different points of view and opinions about everything. I would have to say that the uh, at the match involving the tag team champions, of course, KO and Sammy versus 
uh, Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser, of course, may, of course, be the – this is going to be like a long shot, but I would think that they may, of course, end up, ended it with that. But, of course, you, if everybody knows how Raw has been here lately, you never know what could possibly happen. So, for now, I'll just stick with that, even though, of course, it may not be – May not be that way, but of course we've seen, we've heard, of course, a whole lot worse than that. So that's what I'm going to stick with with that for the time being. Okay. And Justin, you have the final call. But um, what about tonight's show? What are your thoughts about uh, the raw rain prediction for tonight? I, uh, I have no prediction at all. No prediction. All right. Sounds good. All right. On that note, I'm going to get rolling here a little bit early. Chad, I'm going to let you take over once again. So, guys, I will talk to you all tomorrow night. And again, next week, folks, we have a lot more to discuss. Hopefully, we'll have some more people back with us. We'll talk a little bit uh, next week about the aftermath of the U.S. Open, plus the champions of the NBA and the NHL. Plus, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you our early thoughts for a bit indoor, folks. And then, of course, we'll give you our uh, thoughts about some other things. So, guys, until tomorrow night, I bid you all do. So, Chad, once again, the floor is yours. And, guys, I will talk to you all later on. Thank you very much, here, J.D. Take care. Please stay safe out there. Please stay safe out there. Um, and so, so, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, uh, just as a quick reminder here, be sure to, of course, check out all of our pages, of course, on Facebook as we continue to add a lot of great Great, great stuff, including, of course, uh, uh, of course, Entertainment Cavalcade, Fan Empire, uh, Sports Roundup. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our tribute groups to um, David Letterman, uh, Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, and Rodney Dangerfield. Also, Preservation of the Past, uh, NASCAR US as well, Game Show Alley. Also, of, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to, to check out, of course, Women of WCWUS, of course, with some great ladies' action. Also, of course, our our wrestling tribute groups, of course, including NXT US, ROH US, AEW US, uh, WWF US, uh, WCCW US, AWA US, and others. Also, definitely check out the video vault, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot of great moments, of course, on there as well. Uh, posted several great ones here. Uh, one wrestling moment I did watch earlier today, and I got a and I got a comment on this. This was a moment. I'm not sure what the official date was on this, but it was it was from an episode of Monday Night Raw back in 2017, where Braun Strowman uh, came out of a garbage truck, blocking the limousine that was that was carrying the Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. And kind of literally tore Miz and the Miz Taraj completely apart. And it was a one of a very big time moment here, of course, indeed. As the fact, as the fact we saw, of course, Braun Strowman slam Curtis Axel down at least five times before even carrying him out of the ring on his shoulder. Unprecedented, unbelievable. You could tell this man is a real. Big time beast, of course. Here, that's why they talk, that's why they always call him the monster among men. Of course, even of course, slamming Curtis Axel into, obviously into the, uh, 
into, of course, the announced table, which obviously I'm sure he wanted to do that to the Miz, but obviously instead, Curtis Axel paid the ultimate price, of course, here for that. So definitely check out that moment on YouTube, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a great wrestling moment there indeed. Uh, but on that note here, folks, of course, I, um, <clears throat> of course, uh, be sure to, of course, if you be sure to, of course, to check out w, uh, Monday Night Raw here tonight. Um, and, of course, look, uh, and uh, with, of course, a lot of implications, of course, on Money in the Bank, of course, coming up here as well. I will definitely be back, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, with episode 1309 of WCWS Revolution 138055 pounds tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. We will be reviewing tonight's edition of Raw. We will, of course, bring you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling news and views, courtesy of 411 Mania. Also, myself and, of course, the Godfather of Soul right here will definitely be bringing you, of course, your wrestling and pop culture moments, of course, for tomorrow as well. So be sure to, of course, and, and other, of course, big-time talks, uh, discussion, analysis. And we hope to have, of course, more folks, of course, myself, J.D., Justin, hopefully we'll get have more folks pop on in here, of course, here as well. Uh, be sure to check that out, of course, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, 138055 pound. Uh, until then, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, please continue to, of course, take take care and stay safe out there. As and of course, keep in mind, as we just heard the uh, breaking news story, of course, coming out from our friends at CNN, as unfortunately they did, they did find, sadly, uh, the body of some uh, the body of someone in the uh, uh, what was left, of course, of that tanker truck that exploded, of course, on I-95, I believe, in Philadelphia. Our thoughts and prayers are with th that person's, of course, uh, family and friends, of course, here as well. We do not know who it is, but uh, but only the good Lord, of course, I'm sure knows who that is, and I'm sure he is starting to, of course, comfort. Uh, comfort their families here of course today so with respect we will keep that of course we will of course obviously not really divulge a lot of things uh, about that but we will of course continue to keep them in our prayers and of course as well as everyone else that's going through a lot of other situations of course right now in our country and in our world of course please continue to of course um Stand along with them, of course, and stay strong and let them know that, of course, they are not alone in their, of course, hardships and grief and every, and also everything, of course, here in between. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, please take care. Please stay safe out there, wherever, you, whatever you do and wherever you go, of course, because you, you never know, of course, like I said, where where our lives will definitely, of course, take us. For, of course, uh the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, and our host here today, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralamo. This is your announcer, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, saying thank you very much here for listening. And remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Justin, please take care and please stay safe. Safe and enjoy the rest of your evening. Of course, enjoy Raw. Um, and we will talk at you, of course, here uh, tomorrow night on Revolution. Have a great evening and take care and stay safe. Good night, Chad. Good night, bud.